0: what's going on drinking buddies happy thanksgiving 2022 somehow we've survived to another year for gluttonous bird and drinking with friends and family somewhere between your food coma and trampling people for a 60 inch television tomorrow morning we got this new podcast for you but before we do that i gotta do some consumerism too first and foremost we are brought to you by the patreon at patreon.com slash matt slayer home to the exclusive video versions of this podcast the Uncensored Ones, the whole video back catalog. And if you want, you can support this show for as little as $3 a month, less than the cost of a beer. And if you're sick of advertisements, the Patreon also comes with ad-free audio and ad-free video. Check that out today at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. We are also brought to you today by something that I neglect to mention pretty often. There's a merch store at anwd.net slash merch. There's shirts... There's art prints. There's all sorts of stuff. Get yourself an Annabi drink shirt. Get yourself a poster of some of my random photography. All that helps support the show. Appreciate the hell out of you for it. I should probably go set a Black Friday sale or something. I think I'll do that. So be on the lookout for a Black Friday sale on the merch store. And last but not least, the easiest way you can support this show, honestly, is twofold tell your friends, share social media, let people know the show exists to help boost the signal. The second way is go to youtube.com slash and now we drink and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help feed the algorithm. The algorithm loves new subscribers and I love the algorithm help with the symbiotic relationship at youtube.com slash. And now we drink. My guest this week is adult performer, Jordan max. Apparently we know a bunch of people in common and used to drink in a bunch of the same bars in Chicago and had no clue. This is our first time meeting in person it's like this is just a weird small midwestern world we throw down about food travel dating you know jordan coming up in minnesota talking about her you know move into the biz whole bunch of stuff this was a fun episode so once again happy turkey day and sit back relax pop a cold one and enjoy drinking buddies going on we've been just bullshitting off apparently we've known each other or known everyone in circles around each other for years a while yeah Yeah. it's like we're just like oh yeah midwest midwest and it's like these people these people these people Like, yeah the fuck
1: right it's crazy the fuck we were probably at some of the same parties and didn't even know it
0: yep probably you know see me be ignorantly drunk places and
1: hey me too
0: I mean, that's what you do in the Midwest.
1: Exactly. There's, you know, it gets cold. You got to keep warm somehow.
0: Alcohol and fatty foods.
1: There you go. Absolutely. Anything deep fried on a stick. Sign me up.
0: Spoken like a true Midwesterner.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: like, oh fuck! I don't care if I have a shoot tomorrow. Let's let's go. Right. Thai yeah. foods.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I love I love being I love the Midwest. I love being from the Midwest, but. I like LA. I like LA. I like being out here too. Probably my favorite food, speaking of like fatty fried foods, the street meat, the LA danger dogs that you get at bar clothes.
0: That is a gamble.
1: Wrapped in bacon with the peppers and the onions. Sign me up every single time I see a cart. That's the only reason I carry cash is for, (laughs) for that. And then the spicy fruit guys with the rainbow umbrella, like they're all up and down Melrose. And the taco trucks. The you taco got- trucks, yeah. Taco trucks can be hit or miss. Well,
0: you got to know the right ones. Yeah. Like the Leos over at Sunset and Western, magnifique.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind.
0: Like if you're in El Pastor, they got the spit going with Ooh, the, the yeah. fucking pineapple. Oh, so Ooh, good.
1: nice. Sounds good. I like it.
0: it. Oh, It's so good. So good. But on the Midwest front, like, I like that I came from the Midwest, but I'm happy I fucking left.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, my plan, I'm, I'm back in the Midwest. I lived, I grew up in Minneapolis, lived in Chicago for a bit. Um, I was going to go to school in Chicago. I was going to go to Columbia and then changed my mind, moved out here to LA, went to fashion school at Fidham downtown, lived out here for three, four years, and then um, just had to move back home for personal reasons and i'm still there but planning on moving to vegas next year so um yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward i don't want to sound snobby or anything but i feel like i've outgrown the midwest did you feel that way like oh, 100%. You, like i just yeah i just feel like i mean obviously there's nothing there for me as far as work really you know i've got I've got a content creator out there that I work with. He's great. His name's Brandon Slays. He's awesome to work with. But other than that, it's just I got to do all my solo OnlyFans, solo customs. Like, I got to get out here. I got to get, you know. Well, and
0: at least my my biggest beef with the Midwest is people talk a big game about wanting to do shit with their life and then just don't. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play in a band. I'm going to. Create art. I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna just, be a
1: rapper. Right, that's and a then, big thing.
0: And then just don't. Right. And just fucking don't.
1: Right. They just settle because it's easy. It's hot. It's it's difficult to watch a lot of times because you see your friends and you want to support them and you see their potential, and then it just they just it just kind of. Oh. It's like a, yeah.
0: I painfully know because I, I foolishly well not foolishly but I started a record label in the mid 2000s. Oh. And.
1: What was the name of it? It wasn't Victory Records. No shit. If I was kidding, shit. Are you, are you secretly Tony?
0: If I was, that's right. Just kidding. Scooby Doo mask off. I would be living in a nicer apartment without a roommate if I ran. Victory Right. Records. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I started, a, you know, a small indie label like at the towards the death of physical media. Uh huh. And found a bunch of bands like local regional bands like through MySpace. Cause, okay.
1: Yeah. Of that, well, that was how you did it. Yeah.
0: And, who did you have? Oh, probably. The biggest band, uh you made it, twat
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Which those guys, I just saw that they're doing a reunion show for uh, the Holiday of Horrors at Reggie's.
1: Oh, nice. Like, I love Reggie's.
0: Oh, that's such a fun spot. Such a fun spot. And I'm like, I'm happy to see that those guys are still playing out, but it's like, they also own a plumbing company. They're never going to. Right. They're never, ever, ever going to do anything. Or like one of the other bands I worked with, like the lead guitarist, is like the second generation of a glass company out in Wheaton. And oh, and every time, we, yeah, every time we go to talk about like doing some touring, it's like, oh, I can't really take the time off work. I'm like, I thought you said you wanted to do this for a living.
1: Right, right. So many of my friends, I worked in the music business a little while for a little while. I used to sell merch on tour with my friends' bands. Um, They were signed to like Rise Records, and we toured with Victory Records, people fueled by Ramen Records, you know, stuff like that. Like the small, you know, the Midwest emo, yeah, um, pop
0: punk sort of. And why you initially name dropped to Tony? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, well, I don't know. I think Chicago. I think Victory Records. I don't know.
0: Well, no, no you should, but, but yeah. it's, most people don't go. Most people go Victory and not go Tony. Like, oh yeah, unless you're actually like involved. Right,
1: right. Yeah, but I toured for a little while, and um. It was great. It was super fun. Um met a lot of people, have kept in touch with a lot of people, um like a lot cuz I sold merch and tour managed. Um and a lot of my friends are still out there selling merch, but they've just been like like they've gone from like the small like 500 cap venues like to like arenas and stadiums. Like one of my good friends um he just sold merch. He was, like, the merch manager for My Chemical Romance on their just recent tour. And, like, he said it was crazy. It was wild, you know? Yeah,
0: that sounds like a lot of logistics.
1: Yeah, lots of logistics, lot, lots of merch coming in and out. Um, He said it was wild, but he had a great time.
0: When you get to that level, I feel like you're literally dealing with a rolling warehouse. That's-
1: oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, I have a lot of love, a lot of love for the music scene.
0: What made you decide to get out of tour managing? And-
1: it sounds bad, but, like... 'Cause this was a while ago. This was the early two thousands. And it just it was just a boys' club. It was just not it still is. It still is. I mean, but I have a lot I have a lot of women friends who are very successful in touring still. But I just I couldn't hack it. Like I just it just I don't know. I just couldn't deal with the mental abuse that came with it being like the only girl on like a tour package of like twenty-five guys.
0: And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they not all of them were cool.
1: Exactly. Yeah, a lot of them treated me like their mom, like, like we'd have a day off and they'd like give me their laundry and I'm like, wait, what? Like,
0: oh, see, I just assumed like, it was <laughs> more like them making passes at you and all.
1: Oh, I mean that too, but yeah, for the most part, for the most part, it was. I was like the mom
0: on tour, and I was what's, like, what's I worse? Didn't sign up for this being sexually. Or, you know, harass or laundry. Right, I know.
1: True, it's tough. It's a tough call. You know, because you're just you're just there. You're trying to be professional. You're trying to do your job, and then you know, horny teenage boys or young adults, tw- mid twenties, get involved, and
0: no. But it's. It I mean, but time. you're too old for most of those pop punk dudes.
1: Yeah. True. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god. Well, yeah. Let's to that.
1: Oh. Mm. <laughs>
0: Oh, Lord. Speaking of, like, the early 2000s emo shit and all that, like, I just watched a documentary about Is Anyone Up not too long ago.
1: Ooh, on Netflix. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. I want to. It's on my list. Well, I heard it's, like, I heard that, that dude is
0: oh, yeah. garbage. Hunter Moore is a giant, just giant piece of shit.
1: Worst human.
0: And the crazy thing is, like, I remember being around people that were on the site who willingly, like, self-centered right. and all that shit, and it's just like, We all just thought it was funny at that point. Like, in retrospect, like, oh, no, this dude is ruining people's lives. Ruining
1: people's lives. He basically created revenge. Like, the laws and stuff are in place, basically, because of him. Like, I mean, at least that's what I, you know, from what I've read about it. Oh, no, they are. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane to me. Just, you know, and I feel like consent has come such a far way, like, especially in, like, in the industry now and like posting nudes and all of that and just working. Um consent is so important, like everybody, you know, and back then it just was like kids fucking around on the internet because they didn't know any better. It was this new thing.
0: Oh, 100%. percent I like hell, I've you know, hollered at a couple of performer friends of mine like where dudes will send them unsolicited to fix them they'll turn around blast them on Twitter. I'm like, whoa, 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 take that the fuck down. Right. You can like legally run into problems with that, right?
1: Right, right.
0: Like, yeah. Early days of Twitter, you could definitely have gotten away with that. Yeah. These days, not so much. Mm-mm. It's just a crazy new frontier. Well, not even a new frontier at this point, but it's – thankfully, it's been this way for a little while now. Yeah. But – Hell, even when I got into like doing adult stuff, I'm sorry to the audience that I've talked about this fairly recently. Like, there were no entrance interviews, there were no like exit interviews. Like, you mm-hmm. showed up, you might talk to your partner, your scene partner for like a minute. Yeah. About like, are you, what do you, what are you into? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then go. Not, yeah. not this whole like sit down with the producers, the staff on your 2257 paperwork, what you w- are willing and unwilling to do. Right. And like, that's honestly how it should be, but mm-hmm. it took a long time to get here.
1: It did, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that I got into the industry when I did. I just started about two years ago, right after COVID. I was going to start pre-COVID. An agency reached out to me and I had a trip planned for February or no, for April 2020. They reached out to me in February 2020. I had a trip planned for April 2020. Everything shut down in March 2020. So I waited. I had to wait till September 2020 when things ramped back up. But um, I'm glad that I got into the industry when I did. Um, I also regret not getting into the industry sooner. I've been a sex worker for most of my life. Um, I started stripping when I was 20 years old. And just, you know, I've lived a lot of lives. I I was touring and then I was stripping And then I worked at the mall for a little while, and then I went to school, and then I worked in fashion. I went to school for fashion, so I worked in fashion. And then I moved back to Minneapolis from L.A., and I became an esthetician and a massage therapist. And then I went back to stripping and just did that, yeah, full-time. Like,
0: legit massage therapist or... No,
1: like a legit massage therapist, yeah. Yeah, Like, however... however I okay the crazy thing about being a massage therapist and also like an attractive person I was because I was working at a gym it was a yoga studio that had a spa attached to it oh my god like it was a very, it was like a hundred and fifty dollars a month membership just to like do yoga like you know it was one of those so it was like a high higher end yoga studio club like club I guess you could say but every single time I would get a male to massage they would be like they would either most of the time they would be like like skirt around the issue a little bit and you get
0: my inner thigh
1: right no exactly or they'd be like so how many, how often do you get asked for happy endings doing this job? Uh-huh. Like, right. And I'm just like, you're trying to ask for one, aren't you? Like, I'm not stupid. Like I, I get it. And that, you know, or some of them would just straight up be like, do you do happy endings? And I'm like, Whoa, like I get it. We're in the yoga studio. You're trying to like achieve Zen, but like, that that's not what I, you know, and I would Tell my manager, like, you know, after a massage, I'd, you know, leave the room. They'd get dressed, meet them at the counter. I'd like speak to my manager while waiting for them. And I'd be like, hey, just so you know, like that guy asked for a happy ending. And management didn't do anything about it. I was like, I was like, they made me really uncomfortable. I don't want to work for them. You know, I don't want to massage them again. Like, please add that to my file, something like that. And management didn't have my back. So I was like, you know what I was like, if I'm going to be sexually harassed at work, I'm going to go work in an environment where a, I get paid more and B I can tell them to go fuck themselves on my own. Right. You know, because like, regardless if I was massaging a guy and he was like, do you do happy endings? And I like told him like, no, fuck you. Get dressed. Get out of here. Massage is over. Like, my management would absolutely have taken, like, their – like, oh, that was so unprofessional of you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, just, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and it's like, oh, the dude asking you to touch his dick. Right. And it's not your job to touch his dick. Right. Is being the height of professionalism.
1: Right, right. So I was like, yeah, if I'm going to get sexually harassed at work, I'm going to go do it somewhere where I get paid more and I can stand up for myself. So I went back to the strip club full-time – when I was 26 or 27, I was just dancing up until I started porn in 2020. Yeah, it was great. I've lived a lot of lives. I have
0: I feel like most been, people yeah. that have been around this kind of work for any length of time have. Because most of us, it's not like, hey, career day, I want to do porn. I want to work in the adult entertainment industry. Like, right. We all had, like, other hopes, dreams, ambitions, and that's like, yeah. we ended up here.
1: Right. Totally. Yeah. Growing up, I wanted, like... I've always been a performer. Like I was in choir, show choir, drama club, competitive cheerleading, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I've always wanted to be a performer. And this is just kind of where I ended up.
0: Did you ever think about fronting a band or?
1: You know, I did like back in the day, I did do some like, you know, guest vocals and stuff on my friends, you know, recordings. Um, but I never really, it's crazy now because I'm like naked in front of a camera, like fucking for money. Um, but I didn't have the confidence back then, like to get in front of an audience and like do that sort of thing. It's, it's very, um, it's very much, it's very much different. I feel like, Oh no, 100%. There's
0: a major difference between Being on a set with a... Even if you're on a full set, like, there are maybe 10 people there. Yeah. Like, and if you've been around for half a minute, you're probably fucking one of the same 10 dudes you've already fucked.
1: Exactly. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, but then, you know, your scene gets released and millions of people on the
0: internet watch it. Yeah, but they're not... But... It's not, like, a screaming audience. mm, It's not, like, an immediate response.
1: Right. Right, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just something, like... And also, like, I have this thing, like not to say I don't care about porn. I care about porn. I care deeply about my performances. Like I've said this before, like I watch my porn, like athletes watch game tape. I go back, like when a new scene comes out, I will watch it start to finish two, maybe three times just to like watch myself and like Just be like, okay, so, oh, that looked good. Okay, that didn't look good. Next time, remember to do this
0: thing instead of that thing. What are you the most critical of in your own performances?
1: What am I the most critical of? I don't... Most everything. I mean, maybe my dirty talk, I guess. Like, I should do more dirty talk. I don't really, like... I've got to read up on that, practice that. Watch. Read up on dirty talk. I don't know, they have like guides on the internet. They have guides for everything on the internet. Well, oh yeah. Just, you know, like here, how how did how to dirty talk? Oh my 101. god. 101.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't think you can get away with it, you know, making that content on YouTube, but someone should make that content on Pornhub. So like Oh yeah. Dirty talk for porn stars 101 on Pornhub.
1: Right. <laughs> like dirty, you know, just dirty talk like I feel like I need to be more vocal in my scenes. I definitely need to stretch more before I shoot. You, you're I'm, walking out of
0: there with Char- Charlie out. Horses? Yeah,
1: like my feet get cramped up. I'm eating like all sorts of bananas for the potassium. Keep me from getting shin splints. I don't know.
0: It's the problem with being but, a, an elderly <laughs> performer. I
1: know. It's the problem with being a stepmom or a MILF. Yeah. You know, my body's just not the same as it used to be. And also being a stripper on and off for 15 years takes a toll. So
0: Demanding physical labor right there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually... I took the summer off this past summer. This is my first trip back to Los Angeles since June. Um, I took the summer off for what I call self-care summer. And I, because like I'd been, so living in Minnesota and working in like LA, Vegas, Miami, it's difficult. Like you fly, you know, you're flying, you know, you're on an airplane for four three four hours and then you go to a hotel and you're sleeping in like an unfamiliar bed or you're at your friend's house and you're crashing on their couch so like that and it's really hard to eat healthy when you're on the road like oh,
0: it's jordan you're you're gonna break the illusion that you're not being put up in the ritz carl no. <laughs> what porn stars that like have no. to crash on people's couches oh my god
1: <laughs> ah. Yeah, no. I mean, well, I have a lot of friends out here, so I like to see them, you know. So I'm like, hey, can I crash on your couch? Whatever. Um I, I'm just but okay. But no, but it's it's difficult to eat healthy on the road, you know, because there's just so many like restaurant options. Well,
0: and you, you already mentioned and, your pension for fried food.
1: Oh yeah, I love I know. It's so bad. But no, so this summer, so when I first started, I was doing two weeks traveling two weeks at home and then two weeks traveling two weeks at home rinse repeat and I did that for about two two years up until June COVID finally got me and I was like I need to take a step back I need to relax I need to like like get my headed back in the game you know so over the summer I took a break from porn. I was still doing, like, OnlyFans. I was still doing customs, you know, but it was very much, like, on my terms. Like, I wasn't, like, super active every day. Like, I had just moved into my own apartment. So I didn't really... I didn't have anything set up, you know, filming area set up yet. So so it was very sporadic. But I did what I could. But I signed up with a personal trainer over the summer, saw her three days a week. I found a therapist. I see a therapist every other week. Mental health is so important, especially in this industry.
0: 100%.
1: Like, you got to make sure your head is right. And then I'm an animal lover. So I started fostering kittens for an animal rescue back home, you know, just for the serotonin and, you know, doing good things. I was like, I'm home. I'm not traveling for, you know, four months. Might as well do something to give back to the community. So that was my, that was how I spent my summer. You
0: don't think doing porn is giving back to the community?
1: I mean, that, that too. Yeah.
0: Think of all the mental health of people (laughs) you're helping. Come on. Come on. It's true. It's true. It's true. You're helping with the dopamine levels. And
1: that's true. That's true. I forget about that.
0: It's not just for the money, it's for the good. I don't,
1: yeah. Right. (laughs) No, I enjoy my job. I do, I love my fans. They're so sweet. They're so kind. They're so generous. Um, except when they're not <laughs>
0: what entitled fans and porn. Never. Right. Never.
1: I know. Actually, just the other day I had to turn my DMS and my comments off from my posts because first of all, I've been working out three days a week for the last four months, which is more than I've done in a long time. I mean, dancing was kind of a workout in itself. So, but like I was in the gym. I was like doing squats. I was like doing deadlifts, like, you know, all that stuff. And I posted a picture of myself on my Twitter and I thought I looked really hot. I thought I looked really good and some troll follower comments and he goes, "Are you pregnant? You look like your belly has gotten bigger." And I was just like, like first of all, rude. Like you don't like you don't don't you don't even ask visibly pregnant people if they're pregnant. Like
0: it was so rude. Maybe it was just <sighs> fetish and he was just maybe really, maybe
1: it was a fetish. Maybe
0: it's just like, is she pregnant? Is she pregnant? Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe maybe I just should' have said yes. Maybe I should have just gone with it.
0: Should've been like, I don't know. That's twenty dollars extra for me to answer that question.
1: That's fair. That's fair. That's a good point. I should do that. Maybe <laughs> I'll do that from now on. Just charge them and then just tell them what they want to hear.
0: Does that make you hot, baby? Would it make you hot if I'm pregnant?
1: I do know that's a fetish. Oh, I know.
0: What isn't? It's is true. You know, you're, you're probably helping the views with the smoking fetishes right now.
1: Sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts of like anything is a fetish.
0: I know. It, it's wild. But yeah, no, that's just rude as fuck. And people tend to forget to like, hey, the person you fap to is a person.
1: Right. Right. We've got feelings. We've got emotions. We've got opinions. We've got our day-to-day shit. We pay bills just like they do. You pay bills? I have someone who pays my bills. Samesies. Yeah. I wish. hey wish, yeah. No, but, you know, we, we all got to go to the grocery store. We all got to drive our car. We're all we're all people. Like, don't forget that.
0: Yeah. It, you it's, know? It's a fucking problem. Yeah. It's absolutely wild that, on one hand, people will absolutely forget that, like, performers are fucking people. And then on the flip side, be like, I love you, like— you don't know,
1: right? Like,
0: the person you just dehumanized, you love? What the fuck?
1: It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It it makes yeah. It's bizarre. Going back to mental health is important.
0: <laughs> mental health is important. The problem is to discuss a problem in therapy. You have to know you have a problem,
1: right? True.
0: <laughs> I guess if someone went to the therapist, like I'm in love with Jordan Max, they'd be like, "Who?
1: Right? Exactly.
0: How long have you two been together? Oh, well, I don't know her.
1: Right. Like." <laughs> I know we're from the internet. Weird parasocial relationships happen.
0: Yeah. But it's still, it's not love, people.
1: No. It's not lust. Yeah. It's lust. There's a difference. You got to learn the difference.
0: Yeah. 100%. Like, that is one of the things that I'm happy with being an older dude these days, because definitely in my 20s, there were definitely some people who was like, oh, you're hot as shit. I, You know, we hook up, there's like, oh, there's super strong feelings, like, And the minute, like, the brain chemicals wear off, I'm like, oh, you were horrible. I just thought you were really hot and fun in bed.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) As an old dude, it's like, oh, you suck. Nah. I'm I'm probably still going to have the orgasm, but then I'm out. But then
1: I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, I'll go on dates. I'm single. I'm painfully single. But I will go on dates here and there. But it's just like, I don't know. I'm like, because I'm 36 now. It's like. Like before, I used to look at everything through rose-colored glasses, so all the red flags just looked like flags.
0: I often say I'm red-green colorblind.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now it's like at the first, like I don't know. I also think I'm like at the first, the first time I noticed a red flag, I'm like, ooh, I gotta, I gotta step back for a minute. I actually, I'm, I, I can be a little petty though as well. I did recently, I went on three dates with this gentleman, this young gentleman. He's very nice. He's a really great person. He was really nice to get to know. How? Okay, so our first date, our first date was awesome. We met at like a fancy bar and like not like super fancy, but like. Fancy
0: from Minneapolis. There was no sawdust on the floor.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no sawdust on the floor. Um, Yeah, it wasn't, it didn't the name of the bar was not preceded by cowboy. (laughs) But we went to this nicer, you know, you know, nice upscale kind of bar. And he showed up dressed in like a suit and like dress shoes and like, you know, like a casual suit, not like a wedding suit or anything, but just like a blazer and dress pants and a button up and, you know, nice shoes. And I was like, oh, that's so sweetie, like dressed up for me. Because I like showed up in like Boots and jeans and a sweater, so that was like, I'm that was like,
0: you know, that is a young man's game. I yeah. show up like this because, like, girl, I'm not gonna raise your expectations to it, like, right. a level unrealistic expectation, like, yeah, because on date two or three, I'm gonna eventually show up like this, right? And you're gonna be like, what happened to the suit,
1: right? See, but that's okay, but that's the thing. So, date number two, we were gonna go out, but like, I have the foster kittens, like I mentioned. And one of the foster kittens wasn't feeling so well. So I was like, oh, I can't go out tonight. I got to stay home with the foster kittens. But if you want to come over here, like hang out with the foster kittens and, you know, we can like, you know, chat, watch a movie, whatever, you know, that would be cool. So he came over again, like came over to my apartment wearing a suit again.
0: Okay. At that point, that's a red flag.
1: That's I was like, we're literally just chill like because I was in like a hoodie and shorts. I was like, we're literally just chilling in my apartment. Like, why are you like, we're literally going to be like sitting on my kitchen floor, like with catnip and like feeding the kittens treats. Like, why are you like what? And he knew this, like, like I he knew this coming over. I was like, I was I was like, yeah, just come over to my apartment. Super chill. We can just chill showed up in a suit again and I was just like okay third date third date was my deal breaker I'm a big wrestling fan love pro wrestling we went to an indie pro wrestling promotion they had a show in a parking lot like under a tent super cash super casual this time he shows up in a suit and adds a fedora Like an actual fedora
0: or a trilby? A
1: fedora. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't know if I'm being petty. I don't know if I'm being picky. But I'm just like, I do not want to introduce you to my friends while you're wearing Like, I mean, I did go to fashion school. I do feel like I have, you know, because I was wearing jeans and a hoodie and sneakers. Like, it's outdoors in October, in Minnesota, in a parking lot, under a heated tent, you know? And he shows up like dressed to the nines, and I'm just like, "This is embarrassing.
0: This is embarrassing." Bro, do you fuck with that suit on? Like,
1: right? Like, I have no idea. I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. At least show up in like
0: polo and slacks. If like, if you're preppy, like, gross casual dude, but like polo and slacks to that situation at least,
1: right? I was just kind of like, okay, I do not want to see this person anymore. I can't with their fashion sense. Like, granted, he looked nice, but it was just the the situational blindness for me, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, this is not appropriate. Like, next thing you know, you're going to go to a metal show and he's going to be wearing a suit in the pit.
1: Right. Right. So weird. Yeah. Like, dude, you're wearing a fedora. Like, you look like you're ready for a ska show. Like... You know, like, you're... Like, yeah. You
0: remember the Boston's? Like, what happened? Right, right.
1: Oh, they broke up, didn't they? They did. They did.
0: After, like, fucking 30 years.
1: Right. Just this past year, they broke up, right? Yeah. shit's crazy. Let's drink to that.
0: Cheers, by the way. We have a new... <laughs>
1: cheers, I know. We've
0: gone like, a half hour, just no fucking cheers. And...
1: Right. R.I.P. the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones.
0: Yeah, and it's weird, like, just little red flags like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong for that.
1: I... Okay. Yeah. It's just, like... It just something wasn't matching up. Like, the vibe wasn't there.
0: Well, and that's all it fucking takes. Like, why would you waste your limited time on someone you're not vibing with?
1: Right. Exactly. It's
0: really that easy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a busy person. You have a life. It's not like you're in fucking high school where it's just like, oh, yeah, I got all the time in the fucking world. Dude. Right. Man, well, well, I could change him or some oh, bullshit.
1: Oh, God, no. Never again. No, I don't believe in that anymore.
0: Oh, have you tried to change dudes?
1: Oh, yeah. I am I am of the belief now like they are how they are who they are like what they show you is who they are believe them like well yeah if they're if
0: they're over 25 their brains cooked
1: yeah absolutely (coughs) absolutely I mean if I do have like if I am dating someone and I do have an issue with someone you know I'll I'll speak up about it I'll be like you should like hey it bothers me when you do that can you not do that anymore Like, I'll have a conversation, like a mature, grown adult conversation with them. I'm very anti-Minnesota nice. I don't do the passive aggressiveness. Nor should you. Right.
0: That leads to people being married for 40 years and hating each other.
1: Oh, right. It's crazy. Speaking of being married for 40 years, my parents just, they don't hate each other, to my knowledge. But they just celebrated their 41st wedding anniversary on Monday. Monday? Last Monday. Yeah.
0: Congratulations for beating the odds.
1: I I know, right? Congratulations to them. Um, At this point,
0: I'm sure they're institutionalized, so.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. No, they're great. They're great. Love them. It was really sweet. My mom sent me a photo. And my dad bought her 41 roses. For their anniversary. Yeah, really sweet. So when people talk about daddy issues, I'm like, I have the opposite of daddy issues. Like, because my dad is, he's a good dad. He takes care of my mom, like he, like my daddy issues are that my dad is too good of a guy, and so dudes
0: don't so, measure up.
1: <laughs> right. So I guess that counts as daddy, but, but yeah, you know, it's a, not. It's on
0: the spectrum it's of daddy issues. Spectrum of daddy. It, it's issues. It's not the but, I was neglected. I'm just looking for a dude who kind of looks like my dad to pay attention to me. It's right. Like, like, oh, no, no, no. You got to measure up to him.
1: Exactly. Like, cause it's so a, it's yeah.
0: a, as a dude, that's the hard end of daddy issue.
1: Absolutely. Like forever, for as long as I can remember growing up, my dad does the grocery shopping every week. That's like his like meditation. I don't know. He likes going to the grocery store. He likes cooking. He like cooks the meals and all that. He likes cooking, but he, even though it's just the grocery store, he would always come home with a bouquet of flowers for my mom. Just every Sunday he'd go to church. He'd go to the grocery store. Come home with flowers for my mom. I'm just like, you know, that's really sweet. That's like, that's something that I think I think all guys should despise. Like, don't let the romance die. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean I I'm consciously aware of what you mean. Right. In practice probably not so good.
1: Right. Right.
0: In practice, I've probably killed a lot of romance over. <laughs> you
1: know,
0: there's been a lot of parts of my life where I've been a video game addict. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, babe. Yeah. Babe, uh, yeah. And then it's like when removed Which from the, video
1: games though?
0: Oh, I'm all over the place. Okay, sometimes. but and then in retrospect, like I, I've, I've literally watched Friends, Marriage, just fall asleep to like fall away from Wow. Yeah, I've never been that person. Right, and I talk shit about that person, and then fucked his ex wife after they divorced. But anywho,
1: hey, it happens.
0: It does. She threw it at me. So there you go. Literally. We were at a house party, and she sat down on my lap and started playing porn on her phone. I'm like, that's a bold move. Okay. That's very
1: bold. That's very... Yeah, I respect that.
0: Oh, I did too. Yeah. Banged it out twice that night, so...
1: Hey, good for you. Yeah, it's good good time. job. Cheers to that.
0: Cheers to that. Yay. Midwestern sluttiness.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. it gets cold. It could. We got to keep ourselves warm. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was happy to do it. Yeah. I was also a piece of shit. Like, shortly after, like, the second time going around, we're lying on the couch, and she goes... If I wasn't really doing a thing right now, I would totally date you. I'm like, but I wouldn't date you. Right. right. I I said it to her, though. Yeah. I'm like, but I wouldn't date you. She's like, what? I'm like, I don't, at the time, like, this is pre-porn, and my thoughts on monogamy were much different than they are now. I'm like, I don't think you're capable of monogamy, and that's not what I'm looking for. Right. She's like, well, okay. I mean, I guess it's kind of rough to say someone that you just fucked twice. Yeah. But A little
1: harsh, but I think it's better to be honest
0: hell, she came sniffing around not too long ago, so she just got another divorce. It was just like, so, yeah, I might want to come out to LA and visit you. I'm like, I mean, it was fun. It was like over a decade ago at this point, but sure, why, if you want to fly in for it, right? I'm going to put for zero effort.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But then again, I think I upset her when she's like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. I'm like, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes real quick, girl. Yeah. Like, If you want to start an OnlyFans, I'm not opposed to it, but you need to give this real long and hard thought before you start an OF.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, you have a corporate day job. Yeah. My dad's my boss. I'm like, that's cool. He might not be forever.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. No, definitely anyone trying to get into the industry needs to, yeah. I always like, thought about it as like, think about the very last person who you would want to see you naked or who you would want to know that you do this and imagine that they found out.
0: They'll be first in line in a lot of right. cases.
1: Exactly. It's like how like what's your
0: that creepy dude at the bar who is always eye fucking you? Yeah. The minute he finds out you have an OF, he's you got that $20 right a month sub right there.
1: Absolutely. But and yeah, he'll be
0: in your DMs all the time and fucking expecting shit from you because he's now spending $20 a month on your ass.
1: Mhm. Very entitled. Um yeah, no, that's another thing like I'm glad I started porn when I did. I do wish I had started earlier because like, like I was saying earlier, I li- I've lived many lives. I've had many different career paths and my favorite career path has been the one where I am my own boss and I work for myself and I make my own money and I don't have to answer to anyone.
0: But the thing about it is if you had gotten in earlier, it was a very different business seventy yeah. years ago. Yeah. You may not have liked it. I know a bunch of performers who got in and are long gone at this point because Mm. they just couldn't hack. Mm. Like it wasn't even that they couldn't hack for circumstances beyond their control. Weren't getting booked. Mm. A lot of them, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on their mindset, had to turn to escorting to really make ends meet. Mm. And for some of them, not
1: that there's anything wrong with that.
0: There's nothing wrong with it if it's where you want to be, right? If it's not where you want to be and you're...
1: Right. If you're doing it like survival. Right. Yeah. That can be tough. That can be tough on the psyche. Right.
0: Like there's absolutely nothing morally wrong with it. Right. But doing any job that you have to do for survival... It's tough. It's tough. And especially one that is quasi-legal at best. hmm And h- carries heavy mental hole and stigma.
1: Yeah, stigma. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you know, is is a rough place to be, especially... If you got into doing porn because you want to be a performer, you want to be out in the spotlight, now you have to do sex work, but in the
1: shadows. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: It's honestly, if you have the right mentality to thrive in the porno hustlers economy now, Yeah, this is the best time to get in.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, you make good points. Yeah, I just, yeah, definitely. Think, I mean, thinking about who I was seven years ago, too, just such a different person.
0: Exactly. Um, all the life experiences you had got you here.
1: Yeah. Totally. There you go. Every
0: oh, look deep. at us being deep. Oh, shit. We're
1: so deep.
0: I, I need to make a dick joke or something. I know, quickly, I know. Quickly, quickly, quickly. You know, right. Fuck. We're having real conversations about shit in this business, but I wish I had bought fucking Bitcoin when there were fucking pennies on the dollar. Oh, that. right. But I didn't. And I'm okay with that. Like, you can't cry over the spilled milk. Absolutely. There's a a hundred things that, like, I wish I had done, but, like, how would it just because you made move that one piece around? Who knows where you'd end up now?
1: Mm hmm. I know. It's like, it's like the butterfly effect. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah. Embrace the moment now and fucking go with it now.
1: Absolutely. I'm here now. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to do my absolute best.
0: And that's all you can do. That's all you fucking can do. Absolutely. It's all the shit's beyond your control. Right. And you've just got to plan for the things that are. mm mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, I got to engage with my fans. I got to make content. I got to, you know, do all the things in the hustler porno society. Right. And you're you're already making the right moves. You're like, I'm moving back west. Yeah. I personally don't want to ever move to Vegas again, but oh, I... Oh,
1: you've lived in Vegas? I
0: lived in Vegas for a couple of years. Oh, I didn't
1: know that. Yep. Whereabouts? S-
0: Summerlin. Summerlin.
1: Okay. Yep. That's the area. I'm, I'm looking at, like, Spring Valley. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's one of those things where, like... When I first got in the biz, I moved to Vegas because a director friend of mine said, hey, I'm opening up a studio in Vegas. Yeah. I'll have work for you. Yeah. Come to Vegas. So I went to Vegas first. Nice. Because at that point in 2011, you know, the expectation was porn was going to get outlawed in California and everyone was coming to Vegas. I remember that. Everyone was going to come to Vegas. Anyway, I was just years ahead of time. And then by the time I moved to LA, like more people were coming to Vegas, but it's still like things are still mostly here. Yeah. There's a ton more production happening in Vegas now than there was when I was there. But- the problem, my problem with Vegas is, oh, at the time especially, a lot of the industry that was in Vegas were older, more established stars that had, like, families and shit like that. Mm-mm. And I was still being a degenerate scumbag who wanted to go out and party. Yeah. On the like, strip and all that. No, fuck the strip. Like, no? once you live there, you will never step foot on the strip. Okay. Like, once you live there, you'll be like, I go to the strip for restaurant week. Yes. Fine dining or going to a show at, like, Mandalay Bay. But yeah. But that is the only reason, like, Hustle Blues is in Mandalay Bay. Or, like, other concert venues. That's the only reason you'll ever fucking... Yeah, Brooklyn Bowl is down there. Yeah, or someone will come in from out of town like, Vegas! Right. You gotta... You gotta indulge them. Exactly.
1: You gotta play tourist for a little while. That was... The tough part about living in L.A. is, like... Especially being from the Midwest, from Minnesota. Like, everyone's, like... Like, all of a sudden, everyone's your best friend. Like, someone, like... You maybe talk to three times. will hit you up like, hey, I'm coming to L.A. Can you show me around? I'm just like.
0: No, I got to fucking uh, work.
1: Right. Like, I live here. I live here.
0: It's worse when you're in Vegas. It's I'm worse. sure. And the other problem I found with Vegas is it's a really rough town to meet new people in.
1: Okay. I have a solid group of friends out there already. I spent. Okay. So actually. So my original plan before porn was. So I. So in 2018. I spent most – I used to dance at the Spearmint Rhino in Minnesota. In 2018, I spent half of my time up in Santa Barbara and half of my time in Minnesota dancing at the Spearmint Rhino. My best friend from Chicago, from Crystal Lake, um, we've been friends since we were 20, best friends since we were 20. Um, She has a job that she has to travel for, but she also has cats. I'm a cat lover, if you haven't been able to tell already. I know. Surprise. Right. But she would go out of town for work and she wouldn't have anyone to watch her cats. And I was like, I like, so she was like venting to me one night and I was like, is there a strip club in Santa Barbara? Cause it's a college town. There's a lot of divorced dads who live there. I was like, there's gotta be a strip club in Santa Barbara. Right. Google it. There's a Spearmint Rhino two miles from her house. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, your problems are solved. I will take care of your cats. I will work at the Rhino and we're good to go. So all of 2018, I spent like half the amount of time, like six months in Santa Barbara, six months in Minnesota. 2019, I graduated to Vegas um, and started dancing at the Rhino in Vegas and spent like half the time in Vegas, half time in Minnesota. Before I started porn, I was fully making a plan to move to Vegas. And then COVID hit, strip club shut down, you know, but porn picked up. Picked back up shooting before the clubs reopened. So um, so I have spent a lot of time out there in Vegas. I do have a pretty solid group of friends. A few friends from Minnesota who've moved out there who were like solid friends in Minnesota. Not just like... Because I always think it's weird when you move to another city and you stay friends with like other transplants from your
0: city. Like. I'm really guilty of that. A lot are you okay. A lot of my friends like hell, the all, half the people we talked about before we got on air right.
1: like, are all transplants. Before, right.
0: Like half of them are friends from before I moved out west from like Chicago Midwest. And then the people that like we also had in common were other transplants that they knew from like
1: Okay. So okay. Like, yeah.
0: And it's all I I'm friends with a lot of a lot of Midwest transplants. But yeah. I feel like the other people that got out are good. Yeah, yeah. If you can get out, like, good for you. It's the people that are still there that are the problem.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: As I said, Vegas, like, it's just a rough town. If expanding that circle of friends, just it's rougher than here. Mm-hmm. It's it's just because people that are in, have been in Vegas for some for any length of time kind of expect you to be transient. Mm-hmm. Because the city is so just, people just move there for such a short period of time. Yeah, so people are very clickish; like mm-hmm. they just expect you not to be there, or they are transient. Mm-hmm. So you start exp- expending time, energy to become the, and then they fucking move on. Yeah, I'm also being a little unfair. I was traveling full time, like when I was there. Oh, okay. So it's just like this is just my experience. Also, Vegas is super suburban. Yeah, and I, I just don't feel it. I don't. I don't feel the the super suburban feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you like like walkable neighborhoods yeah, and like, stuff like yeah.
0: I like walkable neighborhoods. I like just a little. But I live in Hollywood. I like it a little grimy.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I'm 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 the opposite. I like I like nice things. Like I don't think like I lived in West Hollywood when I lived here. I went to school downtown. Didn't like. Da- I mean, downtown's changed a lot. It's really like there are nice pockets of downtown LA now, but. I don't think I could live in Hollywood just because it's a little grimy and
0: that's not, you know, and. It's a little weird situation where, like, I like a little grimy, but I actually. But I, you have
1: a nice place. Yeah. Right, I have a nice
0: place. like Right. Yeah. I live on both sides. Like, I, I want to step outside of the grime. I don't want to live, live, live. Fair
1: in. enough. Fair enough. Totally. Totally. Like,
0: I could totally be a San Francisco tech bro and step over homeless people into my, like, multi million dollar <laughs> condo.
1: Right. Right. Oh, God. San Francisco's a mess. I'm a homebody when it comes down to it, really. Because I travel for work so much, like I'm home for four to six weeks and then I'm gone for two to three weeks. Home for four to six weeks, gone for two to three weeks. Rinse, repeat. And um, so when I'm home, I'm home. Like, like the only things that get me out of my apartment are basketball games, wrestling matches and concerts and the occasional birthday party because I'm not a dick. But, you know, but if it's a Thursday and it's like, hey, we're going to the bar, like, blah, 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 meet us out. I'm like, well, it's Thursday. Like, what's your reason for going out? I'm like, I've got a fully stocked bar in my apartment. I also have a dartboard in my apartment. I also have a pool table in the community room of my apartment building. Like, why don't you all just come here? Save us all some money.
0: I'm once again of two minds of that shit. Like Yeah. I work from home these days. Like Okay. So I am here all the fucking so time. So you're
1: antsy to get out. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: Sometimes. But there's plenty of times where like going out sounds like a lot of effort. hmm But it also is like, I know exactly how this night's gonna end. Yeah. Staying at home. Right. And that's how I used to drag myself out in Chicago all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, Especially in the winter. Yeah, it's just like, well, if I stay home. I I know exactly how tonight ends. Like, yeah. If I go out, who knows where the night fucking goes? Right. Do I end up eating Thai food at three o'clock in the morning? Oh, Do I end up in some stranger's bed? Do right,
1: I? Right. Like, right.
0: You know what adventures happen? Right. Because especially especially in the post pandemic world, like the pandemic really hammered home. Like this shit isn't promised. Like five year plans. Absolutely.
1: Oh, five year plan is bullshit. I had a five year plan. I had a five year plan. I what was, was
0: th- your five year plan?
1: So I was dance so 2019 spent half the time in Vegas, half the time in Minnesota. My lease was up April 1st, 2020. I had all my boxes packed, I had the U-Haul rented. I was going to drive to Vegas and crash on my friend's couch for a couple weeks while I looked for an apartment, you know, put my stuff in storage and then move into an apartment, live in Vegas, dance, you know cuz dancing in Vegas I was clearing a grand a night at least easy I was like if I work 3 to 4 nights a week make roughly a grand like that's a solid paycheck that's a, oh,
0: that's, that's in Vegas that's a huge right huge paycheck like you know
1: especially cuz everything in Vegas is so affordable and there's no state income tax you know and all that and so I was like okay I'm going to get an apartment I'm going to dance You know, for the first year I live in my apartment, I'll like pay off my student loans and then I'll save up money for a down payment for a condo or a house. I'll have the real estate. Like I was so close to like having my shit together for the first time in my life. And I was like, because when I'm done with sex work, I, like I was saying before, I love cats. I want to open up a cat rescue cafe. So like a shelter for animal for cats and kittens and also just like a lounge where people can come and, you know, get a coffee, get a tea, get a beverage. They can chill at the table, do their like a Starbucks, but with cats lounging. I mean and,
0: they have those in Japan.
1: Exactly. They have them they have them everywhere. There's a few out here in LA. Um, they do not have one in Vegas, however. Hmm. There is not one in Vegas yet. So.
0: I just want to say real quick. Yes. Applaud you for having a post-sex work plan. Oh, thank you. I, I no shade to anyone. A lot of people like have it in their head that this shit's going to last forever and mm-hmm. like just don't have a post-sex work plan. Right. And honestly, that probably is a boon that you got in as late as you did because you were like, oh, hey, this isn't going to last forever.
1: Right. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to do this till the wheels fall off. I'm going to do it until I stop getting booked.
0: As you should. I'm not saying you should pull out anytime soon, but the reality of the situation is eventually you're not going to get booked. Right. That's just how it is. Right. Time passes, you know, catches up with fucking everybody. Right. And the amount of performers that I've met over the years were like, hey, so what's your post, you know, Performing plan, even if it's get behind the camera full time. Right. I've gotten just dead eyed looks like, huh?
1: Right. I mean, I'd love to stay in the porn industry too, like being an agent or a producer or coming up with scripts, coming up with scenes. Like I'd love to stay in the industry as well. But I also, you know, I could always do that part time while I take care of the cats full time.
0: You know, I mean, no, options. Matter, no matter what the plan is, the fact that you have a plan. Yeah. Is fucking admirable.
1: Thank you. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a planner. I'm a type A personality. I'm like very much a control freak. You, so yeah.
0: Folks, the, the amount of like text I got before Jordan showed up tonight was like, can we push an hour. I'm gonna be there like five minutes later. I'm gonna be there ten minutes later, I'm gonna be there twenty minutes.
1: Ubers are nightmares.
0: But just like updating me every step of the way i'm sorry it's appreciated do you mind the guests over the years it's just like are they fucking showing up tonight right yeah i'd much rather have over communication about you showing up than you know just me pulling my dick like um
1: (laughs) well i guess i'm doing the show alone
0: i guess yeah cool i built the set for fucking nothing cool yeah no shade whatsoever but it, it is indicative of like as you say a type a personality
1: yeah I'm also an Aries. You know, I don't know if you believe in astrology. Are you an astrology guy? A
0: little bit. A little bit?
1: I live in LA. I have to You have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big
0: believer in astrology. I'm I'm amazed you haven't asked my sign yet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: What is your sign, by the way? Oh, now now that you threw it out there. I'm an Aquarius.
0: An Aquarius. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Does that register? Does that make sense? It
1: does. It does register. Yeah. I actually on... Monday, I drove up to Santa Barbara to see my best friend. And we stumbled into this hotel bar, the Hotel Californian up there. Gorgeous, gorgeous hotel. If you have $900 a night to stay there, highly recommend it.
0: I have $900 a night, I'm not going to Santa Barbara. Right.
1: I personally, I do not have $900 a night. So we didn't stay there, but we went to the bar because her friends were DJing. But it was like very vibey like, 70s disco, early 80s, like, you know, like...
0: So the people who can afford the hotels, their heyday.
1: Yes. So we were chilling in the hotel bar, and because it was the beaver blood moon, full moon, eclipse, that whole situation, there was an event going on, and they had a tarot card reader and a runes reader. So, you know, we both got our runes read, And it was pretty insightful. It was pretty interesting. The things that, you know, um, because what you do, like, the runes are stones. And they have etchings on them, like symbols. And you get the bag of stones. And you're supposed to put the bag of stones in your dominant hand. And you're supposed to pick the stones out with your less dominant hand. Because that is more intuitive. Versus when your dominant hand, you're, like, thinking about it more. But it was really nice. It was, like, a therapy session. It was great. Very insightful. I learned a lot about myself that I didn't know was so obvious. But apparently it is. What'd you learn? I'm a hopeless romantic. But I'm also very slutty. Uh,
0: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I, my God. You're very slutty. Oh, my God. Who would have known? I
1: know. I'm, like... I, well, I'm an Aries sun, a Libra moon, and a Scorpio rising. So for any of the astrology heads out there. Yeah, see,
0: I'm not that deep. I don't know okay. my, my moon and my rising. And-
1: oh, you should totally learn about it. It's super interesting.
0: Well, I have to. I try dating the city, so I...
1: There you go. Yeah, you just... To find those out, all you need to do is, you know, find out what city you were born in and what time of day you were born. And then... You can just go online and you can chart it out and it tells you like where the stars and the constellations were in the sky when you were born. And that kind of, you know, gives you your personality for life. I thought this did. I mean, drinking also. Drinking helps.
0: Um, Social lubricant for a reason.
1: Absolutely. But no, it was a great time. Santa Barbara's beautiful. Astrology's cool. I don't know. I'm into all that stuff. There's nothing Very wrong. spiritual. I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school, kindergarten through eighth grade. Gross. The fastest way to leave a religion, like to leave Catholicism, is to go to Catholic school. It, just a nightmare. Like, and it was like an old fashioned. Like we had nuns for teachers. Like we would have to like clap the erasers together for like when we were punished like to clean the erasers and clean the blackboards and you know it was bad they would sometimes they would withhold lunch from us if we were bad enough it was it was not a great
0: how many times did you get lunch held back a lot
1: i was very much i questioned authority a lot because i didn't i didn't my beliefs didn't line up with the beliefs of the Catholic church. So probably around seventh, eighth grade, when I was about to leave the school,
0: I was like, this is bullshit. I hate it. The premarital sex thing, I think, probably.
1: Premarital was... sex, fuck that. You know, and they're just you, the, it, Catholicism is just very controlling.
0: All organized. All,
1: yeah. All of it is. Hey, at least
0: I'm... Catholicism doesn't stick you on a boat in Florida for months that time. <laughs> True. Oh, shit. I'm in earshot of them. I probably should. Yeah, it, yeah, this...
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: gonna come kick in the door
1: right tom cruise is like on his way over he's like repelling down your building
0: he's only five seven it's okay it's
1: fine um oh god yeah you are right by the scientology center i'm
0: by a few of them
1: a few of them yeah like they
0: own so much property in hollywood
1: yeah there's a really big scientology center in st paul which is minneapolis's sister city they're just on the other side of the river for people who aren't good at geography just most most
0: you know. americans
1: Most Americans, just letting you know. And it is so weird. It is so bizarre because the first time when I lived, the first time I was exposed to Scientology was when I lived here. And then it like went away for a while. And then it was like, oh, it's back. It's so bizarre. I think it's just, and the bizarre thing about Scientology is like the guy who created it, L. Ron Hubbard. Like he wrote it. He knows it's fake, but people believe it. Like he was like, "What you think? That,
0: what you think? Like of a, people that wrote Catholicism?" To I mean, him?
1: well, that too. But I mean, I mean,
0: the I, only the only reason that because Catholicism works more is because it was written by people that didn't shit indoors.
1: Yeah, fair.
0: It's just so old. I I fully believe that in a thousand years, Scientology will be the dominant religion. Okay. Because you figure over the length of time, people won't have the. Oh, hey, Elon Hubbard was alive in my lifetime, right? And then you also go with their marketing plan of we recruit celebrities, mm-hmm. and our society is so celebrity, so
1: celebrity centric. V- yeah, I get that. Okay, I see where you're coming from.
0: Like, I, I fully believe like they're going to be the dominant religion. Hopefully, hopefully humanity's just outgrown religion by then. Yeah, I, I'm a pretty adamant atheist at this point. Like,
1: same. I mean, I'm in the spirituality. I mean, I'm I'm of the belief like. Be a good person for the sake of being a good person. Don't be a good person because you're promised something good after the sky
0: you die. daddy says it's bad,
1: right? Like, oh, if I'm a good person in this life, I'm gonna go to heaven when I die. It's like, are you like? Because what really happens after you die? Who
0: knows? Probably nothing, right? That's why it's terrifying,
1: right? It's
0: fucking terrifying, scary, and that's why, like, when it's like, do I want to go to the bar tonight? Well, I might be dead soon. I should go to the bar.
1: Absolutely, that's how I make all my decisions.
0: Honestly, I mean, I make a lot of them like that. Like, I'm going out of the country for the first time in a couple of years in like a couple of weeks because it's just like, well, is this the financially responsible thing to do? Probably not. Is Nobody it what I'm going once? Right. Is it what I'm going to do? Yes. Where are you going? Tokyo.
1: Ooh, have you haven't been
0: three times? You have been. This will be the third time.
1: Oh wow, very cool. Have you been to Tokyo Disney? No. Oh, do you have no? interest in that Ah.
0: no not really like while while i'm there that's fine while i'm there i'm really just like every time just like the last time we hit some museums but other times it's just been like tender eating
1: bars food yeah yeah, have you been to the robot the robot restaurant
0: the, the last time i tried to go they were closed oh so it was but i also feel like that's gonna be mad touristy
1: yeah the Godzilla. Have you heard about the Godzilla Hotel? Mm-hmm. Is that Are you staying there? No, no.
0: I no. I actually haven't booked my housing yet. Oh, you'll well, figure it out. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where like a couple people were like, "Oh yeah, I'm down to go. I'm down to go." I'm like, "Book your flights." Right. Book your fucking flight. Oh, I'm gonna do the like. I'm holding off on housing to like the last second because like if it's just you gonna, don't know how many people are gonna go with you or right. Yeah. It, it's not ninety nine percent sure. It's just gonna be me. Unless I convince like get someone real drunk on here and be like, You want to go to Tokyo? And they're like, Yeah.
1: I would, if I had the funds, I totally would. I mean
0: flights from LA or But others. I'd
1: make you go to Tokyo Disney with me. All right. I'm a Disney adult. I'm not like as intense of a Disney adult as some Disney adults. I do and I think I think I'm a Disney adult because I was a Disney kid. I grew you know the Disney sing-along songs. Like I used to perform like the Lion King in the living room for my parents when I was like six years old. Um, but growing up, we didn't have a lot of extra money. So we never got to go to Disneyland or Disney world Like our family vacations were, it was very Midwest. It was like road trip from Minneapolis to like the field of dreams in Iowa.
0: Or the Dells.
1: The Dells. Oh, we would go to the Dells. All the water parks,
0: you know, <laughs> for someone who's
1: not. Mid- Arc, loved it.
0: If for someone who's not a Midwestern, The Wisconsin Dells is just like a bunch of indoor water parks in like the middle of nowhere Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, it's great though. It's very kitschy. It's very, I recommend it. I recommend it, you know, and there's, you know, we would go camping a lot. My parents were really into camping. My brother was a Boy Scout. I was a Girl Scout. So we did all that. But we never got to take these lavish vacations where we would, you know, go on like a cruise or go, you know, go to Disney World and stay in the Disney hotel and have breakfast with the characters, stuff like that. Now that I'm old enough to take care of myself and I have the dispensable, disposable, expendable income to do so. Oh, I do it all the time. I have been to Disneyland at least a hundred. I've never been to Disney World because I don't make it out to Orlando often, but I'm here for work all the time.
0: Yeah, you know? why not drive down to Anaheim?
1: Exactly. When I lived here, I had an annual pass. Like literally my boyfriend at the time and I, he would pick me up from school and we'd just, you know, my class was over at like three, four, five p.m. We'd just go straight there, have dinner, ride two rides, watch the fireworks, come back. Loved it. But back to Japan, I heard that the technology at Tokyo Disney is far beyond the technology at the Disneyland and Disney World here
0: so it wouldn't surprise me
1: that's something I think would be interesting to check out
0: once we get off here. I'll show you pictures of the Disney store in Tokyo it's, oh really it's insane okay it's utterly insane yeah I have been to Disney World I've been to Disneyland a couple times it's just like I don't know Disney World was a, as a kid and I have some childhood trauma from it so. oh okay <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, it was one of those things where, like, my grandparents took us, like, a family trip, in fifth grade. Yeah. And I got picked for, like, we were at MGM Studios, and, like, they had, like, they dressed you up in a costume, and, like, you got to, like, interact on television. And this is before I knew I needed glasses.
1: Oh, no. I couldn't
0: read my lines off the fucking teleprompter. Oh. And I'm sitting there, like, holding, like, in this costume, like, holding a baseball bat, like, and everyone on the ride's, like, looking at me. And I'm just, like, I can't read my lines. And I think the fucking employees thought I was illiterate. Oh, I like some employee, like parking employees like whispering me in my lines in my ear. Yeah, and it's just like, no, I, I just was fucking blind.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But it's just like, oh, that's some childhood trauma. Yay. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I yeah, I have no Disney related childhood trauma. So maybe that's why I enjoy it so much.
0: Well, and I'm I'm much more of a Six Flags person. I like rides.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Great America used to be my jam.
1: Okay. I I'm not anti rides. I like, you know, Disney California Adventure, the Incredicoaster's fun, the uh Oh the Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I haven't Galaxy. been on it. I haven't been
0: on it since it was the Tower of Terror. Tower of
1: Terror, yeah. Um now that it's Guardians of the Galaxy, it's really cool. Because there's like five or six different options, like of like what they do when you're in the ride. Tower
0: of Terror was fun.
1: Tower of Terror was great. I loved I grew up on Twilight Zone, like because I grew up my um my dad worked days my mom worked nights so it was always like party time with dad
0: that's why they kept their marriage together
1: right yeah they never
0: fucking saw each other got it
1: yeah there you go but no so my mom my dad worked days my mom worked nights so you know we'd all have dinner together and then my mom would go to work my dad was just like he just watched tv with that we'd watch the nightly news I would never understand anything that was going on. But then after the news, it was Star Trek The Next Generation. So we'd sit there and we'd watch, the three of us, my brother, my dad, and I, we'd watch Star Trek. And then, you know, a little bit later after that was like Twilight Zone reruns or Tales from the Crypt or Unsolved Mysteries. Like... That's real. Right, I know.
0: Real.
1: (laughs) Right, (laughs) real. But, um, yeah. I grew up like kind of a creepy kid. I was kind of in a, you know, we'd watch Star Trek. We'd watch Star Wars. I was very much into sci-fi and horror growing up and just spooky stuff. Like it's like Halloween year round in my apartment back home. But um,
0: I should clean those cobwebs up. I'm just saying. I
1: mean, the cobweb. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, maybe maybe that should have been a red flag for the dude in the suit when he's like came in. Like, (laughs) why is it? fucking Halloween here
1: right why do you have a Christmas tree with pumpkins on it even though it's September October I don't know it's how I live my life
0: maybe he just like I'm gonna keep showing up in a suit and
1: until she see. takes down her Halloween decorations
0: oh no just told you passively aggressively like <laughs> it was his passive aggressive move for you to like stop seeing him
1: oh maybe ooh I never thought about it that way
0: ooh
1: that's Ooh, you might be onto something. You might be. on. I mean, he has been a sotan, so the passive aggressiveness is definitely there. Oh yeah, maybe he like wanted to break up, break things off with me, and he was too nice to do it, so he was just
0: like, "I'm gonna be a bigger douchebag." Yes.
1: Oh my god! Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my to Check his gram. Like if he's like in jeans and like t-shirt and his Instagram, be like, "Motherfucker!"
1: Right. Exactly. Like, how dare you? You piece of shit. Oh, my God. So funny. That's going to keep me up at night tonight now. My bad. No, you're fine. I'm going to think about, like, oh, man. He played me.
0: How dare he play Jordan Max? Like, how dare he? Doesn't he know who I am?
1: Right. No, it's fine.
0: People fap to me, (laughs) goddammit. Oh, man.
1: Oh, man. What if that was the plan?
0: You fucked me up in the head now. I'm sorry. Like I totally derailed the podcast. Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm like
1: yeah. Like hello darkness my old friend is like playing in my head right now and I'm just like zoned out.
0: Sorry. Sorry for me looking at a weird angle on.
1: No, I appreciate it. That's a good that's a good thought process actually. That's a good tactic. Maybe if I'm on No, cuz I'm not that nice that I won't tell people that I don't like them. I mean, I'll tell them I don't like them in a nice way.
0: I don't think you know, this is working out. like I don't, I, I, I'm just not feeling the vibe. Jordan break up with me right now. let's, let's, let's Okay. Go. All right, so, hey,
1: it's been really great getting to know you. You you're a super awesome person. Um, but I'm just not feeling a vibe here. I just don't think this is headed in the direction that I want it to go.
0: Where do you want it to go, Jordan? Like, I I can change.
1: I can change. Oh no! Don't do that. But like, don't start crying.
0: <laughs> I. This well, is because I didn't get you enough flowers, or what? What did I do?
1: It's not you. It's me.
0: Oh, the worst line ever. I know.
1: I don't think I've ever said that in real life. Have you?
0: I've never said it. I've definitely. It. Like I've, I've talked about this on air and sorry for recycling it for the audience but I definitely went out on a date with a woman where like she was too nice. Oh, okay. And like not like in an off-putting way, it just it was just like I feel like fundamentally we are very different people and I am going to hurt you. Okay, yeah. Like it, it really is me. Like I'm like I would probably enjoy fucking you but, but I yeah. see there is zero future here. yeah. And you don't seem like you'd be the kind of person who is down to just fuck and go about their day. Right. So I'm not going to waste either one of our time with me potentially being a piece of shit here and you being a nice person. Like, it was just like on the date, she's just like, yeah, my mom's my best friend. And like,
1: oh, my mom's my best friend. <laughs> I get it.
0: Judging so far. Yeah. There, there's some fundamental differences in the, the okay. personality there. It's okay. Just, it seemed just a little too wholesome.
1: Oh, got it.
0: Yeah. It was just like, I, I've i been a piece of shit sometimes. And like, yeah. and it's my own bias. I don't have the best family re- familial relationship. Like I've been the black sheep for my whole fucking life.
1: Oh, same. And it's like, I do not fit in with my family. Right, I got I, written out of the will. I got written out of my grandmother's will because of being a stripper. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, it so I have a very small family. I have my brother and two cousins. And that's, you know, that's it. And you know, it's my mom, my dad, my uncle who was my mom's brother. Mom, dad, uncle, brother, me. And then on my dad's side, um grandma aunt and her two kids that's like my whole family tree that i i mean i'm sure there's more relatives but none that we're close with right okay i was 27 years old i was dancing i was dancing at the strip club i'll tell you this so when i went when i quit the massage studio and went to the strip club not only was it because i wanted to you know make more money but at this t- at the time my mom had cancer. And so she's fine. She beat cancer. She's good now. But I was living with my parents at the time. And my dad was working during the day and I was working during the day. So my mom would just be home by herself all day. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work nights now. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a sacrifice. You know, like my parents made sacrifices for my brother and I growing up. So I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the strip club make a lot of money, you know, give back to my parents, help them with the cancer bills, help them with the groceries, help them with the electricity, whatever they need. I'm I've got them. Um because we're we're just that close. And um my male cousin, I have a male cousin and a female cousin. My male cousin came into the strip club one night for a bachelor party. Uh-oh. I just saw him, I he saw me, I ran in the back and hid until he was gone. I was like, this is weird, I hate it, I don't like it. Um, the next day, my mom and dad get a phone call from my grandma. Do you know what your daughter's doing for work nowadays? They're like, yeah, we know, she lives with us.
0: Like, she's fine, she's
1: not doing anything illegal, she's an adult
0: I mean, like they had to have figured it out you can only come home covered in glitter and baby powder so right, often, right?
1: Right? Right?
0: Before someone figures out something, you know, try. like
1: oh, here's three hundred dollars in ones for please uncrick- for groceries this week. You'll have
0: to uncrinkle them. In-
1: <laughs> right? No, they knew what I was doing. I told them because well, because I started as a I started as a bartender slash server at the club, and then I just switched to dancing because money, a money, b scheduling freedom. Because instead of being an employee, I was now an independent contractor. So I could go in when I wanted to go in, I could leave when I wanted to leave, didn't have to answer to anybody. Um, didn't have to, you know, find a replacement if I didn't want to go in one. Night. Right. Can someone cover my shift, please? Right. Yeah. Don't have to do that. So um my grandma is like, I can't believe you let your daughter you know, she's a very staunch Catholic. Like I said, I was raised Catholic. She's very staunch Roman Catholic. Like to this day, she plays the organ and the
0: accordion
1: at her church, which is kind of dope. Like organ players and like accordion players are rare.
0: I was really gonna but... make a horrible joke there. <laughs> like, oh, I guess it runs in the family to play the organ. Yeah, oh, but um, ba-dum-bum.
1: bum bum.
0: It's horrible. Don't cancel me. It was a horrible she's joke. <laughs> but Don't um, the audience, you can't cancel me. I'm not gonna cancel you. You're good.
1: But no, so my grandma like called my parents and was like, I can't believe you're letting your daughter do this. And they're like, it's a legal profession. She's not doing anything illegal. She's not doing anything wrong. She, you know, she's she's an adult. She makes her own choices. We're not paying her bills. You're not paying her bills. What say to you? Ha-? Like my parents had my back and they've always had my back. And I really appreciate that. Um. But yeah, the end of the conversation, my grandma was like, well, if she's making so much money being a stripper, then I guess she won't need any of my money and I'm going to take her out of the will. Have not talked to that side of the family since that day.
0: Well, that cousin should be dead to you anyway. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. How are you going to squeal? Like, how come it's okay for you to go to the strip club, but it's not okay for me to work at it where there would not be a strip club
0: to go to if it was not for people like me working at the strip club? Well, also, how do you explain to grandma like... Oh, Jordan's a stripper. Like, how do you know that, son? Right.
1: Right. Like, oh, I went to the strip club for a bachelor party. Oh, that's okay. But you better not work there. Right. You know, it's like, it makes no sense. The double standard makes no sense.
0: I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. But these people are... I don't I don't get it. I don't... In 2022, like, I don't get it. You, yeah. you are not someone's property. Right. So who cares? Like you're, you're making a living. You're it's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Like it'd be one thing.
1: It wasn't even like a selfish living either. It wasn't even like, I was like taking all my money and going on these lavish vacations. It was like, I was giving back.
0: Right. You're not covered in gold, Dolce and Gabbana. Right. Right. Look at all my Chanel purses. Like look at this $5,000 purse.
1: Right. Yeah. So, you know, I was paying off my student loans. I was, paying my mom's cancer bills, or, you know, like, that, I don't know. I'm not saying that, like, that should be celebrated because I do, I'm a big believer, like, you need to support your supporters when you're in a position to. So it was just weird. It was just weird all around. I haven't spoken to my to my dad's side of the family since I was 27. But at the end but of the day. At the end of the day.
0: Is it really going to be that much money to be worth the headache anyways?
1: Right. I don't know. See, I don't. I never got the chance to find out. I just knew that I'm not in the will anymore.
0: Okay, is your <laughs> grandmother living in the lap of fucking luxury?
1: For the Midwest, kind of. She has a farm that has like lots of
0: acres
1: because they used to have dairy cattle and chicken and corn and soybeans.
0: Yeah, but it's Minnesota, so the land's not worth much.
1: Yeah you don't know I don't know you don't know lots of lots of real you know I don't know lots of corporate farms trying to buy up the smaller farms land the cool thing though that was really cool growing up having grandparents that lived on a farm because it was like a little you know they only lived an hour away it was a nice little day trip you know got to experience you know we got to ride horses we got to um, when they would get their shipment of chickens, we would help unload the chickens from the pallets and put them in the little barn. And I have some really good childhood memories from, you know, cause I grew up a city kid and, but, you know, I think it like made me more well-rounded, you know, and, um, their neighbors. So my grandparents had chicken and corn way back in the day, they had dairy cattle and um other stuff but their neighbors have beef cattle so we would always trade like so that like my grandparents would give their neighbors chicken and their neighbors would give us like hamburger or steaks you know and to this day like for as long as i can remember to this day their neighbors for christmas every year they still give us a pr- my brother my mom my dad and me they still give us a prime rib for each of us Like a huge, like thirty-two ounce, like God, like king's cut, you know, queen's cut, whatever. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh yeah, no, I love that you refer to it as a king's cut. Yeah, that that is such a midwestern fucking thing to say, right?
1: Yeah. So they would they give us this really nice prime rib, and for our birthdays, the following year, because my brother and I are, are born in March, my mom and my dad are born in August and September. Like we would. For our birthdays, we would make our prime ribs. So we would have prime. We would get it for Christmas. We'd have one in March. We'd have one in like August, September, and then we'd get another round for Christmas. It was great. It's great. I am a big. I'm a big meat eater. I think that's a Midwest thing. I'm not. I don't have any dietary restrictions.
0: Well, high five on that. So you know, yeah, you'll be you'll be good when we go to Tokyo.
1: Oh, oh, perfect. Yes, (laughs) I'm all about. I love food.
0: I love food. It's honestly how I judge a place. Really? Yeah. Like, when I travel abroad, like, if my meals aren't on point, the rest of the trip doesn't really fucking matter. Okay. Like, Amsterdam? Amsterdam was cool. It uh-huh. was fun. The food sucks. Oh, really? Yeah, the food just sucks and sucks. That's like, a bummer. Like, they do awesome savory pancakes in the morning. Ooh, savory pancakes. Yeah. Okay. They're, like, crepe texture with, like, fucking sausage and, like, Ooh. those were great. Okay. Almost everything else sucked. Okay also you add in the fact that you can drink till five o'clock in the morning good luck finding any food after 10 p.m
1: oh that's terrible yeah that's yeah yeah.
0: like that that soured me so much on yeah like i'm gonna fucking woo and then i'm drunk i need to eat something
1: right there's There's no no taco trucks (laughs) no no french fries yeah bummer
0: yeah you can find a place that maybe will serve you french fries and that's That's
1: it that's it oh man yeah.
0: I mean, those fries definitely came in handy one night, but. Yeah. You're still like, this is, this is it. Like, yeah. I come from a real 24 hour city. Honestly, that's one of the things that when I mm-hmm. initially first came out to LA, kind of turned me off about LA. It was that, that LA shuts down so fucking early.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's just like the very first time I came out here, a buddy of mine was living in Venice. I was still living in Chicago. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we closed the bar. All right, let's go get some chow, man. We're going to Denny's. We're going to fucking Denny's. We're in a major metropolitan right. area.
1: And that's we're, all that's open. Yeah, we're,
0: we're going to fucking Denny's. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Back in Chicago, it's like, oh, I know a twenty-four hour Swarma spot. Oh yeah, I know a ton of late night taco spots. Like,
1: yeah, lots of diner, Hollywood Diner.
0: Yeah, oh, fucking Hollywood, the Hollywood Diner. Oh, yep. uh, yeah. someone who, as Pick- someone who used to live in Exit, yeah, yep. or Clark's.
1: Clark's. Um, I really like Pick Me Up Cafe. Oh, the Pick Me Up's still there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I love the pigment Oh, I would always get cheese fries with ranch and a chocolate banana milkshake. Oh,
0: so good. Oh, and then the, uh, what's the name? Of- there used to be a fucking diner that I used to go to fucking.
1: I mean, there's a Chicago diner, yep. which is like famously vegan and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, uh...
1: I'm not a vegan, but I've got I, lots obviously. of friends who are.
0: Yeah. Sadly, I had a, a couple. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sadly. But it's stuff like. Uh, just so many like twenty four hour diners all over Chicago, and then there's just all this twenty four hour ethnic food, like, everything, yeah. And then you get out to LA, it's like, oh, it's after bar close, especially without like guidance when you first come out here. It's like Denny, and on the west side, it's just like Denny's, Denny's, yeah, just fucking it, right. That's the other reason I'm like, I, after moving to Vegas and coming out here for work and visiting friends, like, oh, Hollywood, K Town, and downtown have actual late night shit. Uh huh. It's like, oh, there's some, like, the 101 Cafe used to be open. Oh, RIP
1: 101 Cafe. That was great. Swingers? Is Swingers still open?
0: Uh, One of the locations. One of
1: them is? Okay. There's, oh, Fred 62. Fred
0: 62, yeah, still there.
1: Okay. Okay. They've got some options.
0: Yeah, there's some late night options. You go down to K-Town, there's, like, 24-hour Korean barbecue. Yes. Like, I just found a new spot that's open until 4 a.m. and has, like, 11 p.m. to fucking 4 a.m. happy hour on their Korean barbecue.
1: Ooh. All right. Yeah. All right. There is one Korean barbecue spot in Minnesota.
0: That's amazing and that I there's where, one.
1: I know. And it's newer too. Well, and then they just started opening Bonchans, the Korean wing place. There's a couple of those. There's a we have a Gyukaku now, the nice. Japanese.
0: Oh no. Yeah. Like for a chain, I really do fuck with Gyukaku. Yeah. As much as I'm like, white people should not be serving me this food.
1: Right. No, yeah.
0: It's it's kind of like if you go to a fucking, you know, Brazilian steakhouse and like why are there white people with the swords?
1: Right, exactly. I've
0: had that experience before. It was really weird. Yeah, I went to one in uh, Boise, Idaho, and it was literally white people. What were you
1: doing in Boise, Idaho? Work. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: no, not for funsies.
1: Okay, I'm like that doesn't seem like a vacation destination.
0: No, I I had a gig for a number of years, like where I traveled full time. Okay. And I, I've been 45 states.
1: Oh wow. Yeah,
0: like I've been fucking incredible everywhere. Yeah, and it's like Boise. Boise actually had a couple like rad restaurants in their downtown area. Okay. Like there was this, I forgot the name of the place, but there was like this one spot, like breakfast lunch spot that was in a, like a converted bank. Okay. Like the tables were all like set up on the bank floor, like the vault was still in the background. Like, oh, that's
1: crazy! I was like,
0: okay, this is pretty dope. Like, that's and cool. The food was rad. Like, yeah. Diamond in the fucking rough in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. But also went to a Brazilian steakhouse where all the. Dudes with the swords in the pants were fucking white dudes, and it was weird.
1: Right. I know. I spent a lot of time in Utah this past year. Why? I don't know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, I went to this resort for Valentine's Day um, with a guy I was seeing, and it's called Amangiri. It's very luxurious. We were there for three days. And, um, it's just, be- but however, it's a very long trip. Okay. So from Minnesota, from Minnesota, you have to fly out of Minneapolis, St. Paul airport to Salt Lake city. Right. Then you
0: Delta have will get you there directly. What? Delta will get you there directly. Yes. Let's just throw so, their hubs. I know.
1: Yes. So you go, you go Minneapolis to Salt Lake. Then you have to hop on like a smaller plane to St. George, Utah. And then you have to drive two hours to the resort itself.
0: It almost seems like it'd be easier to do a direct flight to Vegas and then drive up from Vegas.
1: It seems that way, but it's not really because of where it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like in a secret location. It's like a very upscale. Like it's like the Kardashians go there and the Bieber's go there and stuff like that, but it's beautiful. It's very like holistic. We went horseback riding around the property one day and it's just it's very cool um like they film movies out there and so there's like and like you know it's la they don't clean up after themselves so there's still like parts of movie sets that you like ride your horse by there we saw petroglyphs like written on the side of the stones that was really cool you know and there's like a saltwater pool in the center of the um in the center of the the resort there's a really beautiful spa I spent. I got a facial and a massage. I spent like three, four or five hours because they have like a hot tub and a sauna. And it's just very like rest and relaxation. There's absolutely no light pollution. You can see every star in the sky. I recommend I recommend going to Utah if you can. It's I think it's it's gorgeous. It's nice. It's very relaxed. You just have to stay away from the Mormons. And, and they're
0: fucking low-alcohol content fucking alcohol.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you have to go to... Uh, they have specific liquor stores, like state-owned liquor stores, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what else? They're vape stores. They only sell 3% nicotine. They don't, like, for, like, vapes? Because, like, you know how, like, usually va- like vapes are, like, 5 or 6%? And they only sell 3%, like, 3% jewel pods. It's so bizarre. Home of
0: the free.
1: Yeah, but I like Utah.
0: No, no, pro tip for anyone flying out of Salt Lake: if you go down to the regional terminal, High West has a a, a little distillery room slash
1: Ooh.
0: slash like um restaurant in the um the regional terminal. Like, okay, like Terminal E or whatever. Okay, because I when I'd have to go to Montana or Idaho or any shit like that, I'd have to fly through Salt Lake and then up there. Yeah, but yeah, down there the at least they used to High West. Distillery had their own little fucking room down there.
1: Oh, that's chill. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm very I'm a big craft beer drinker. I love craft like it's very bad for my figure, but whatever. No worse than the fried foods. <laughs> right. I'm a big craft. I love there's so many breweries in Minneapolis. They're just on every other block. Um, I really like sours.
0: Oh, sours are the fucking best. Like, yes. I am not a big beer drinker, but I love fucking sours.
1: I will drink a sour, like the Imperial Sours, like, oh, so, because they've got the high alcohol content, they're like eight, nine percent, but it's like sour and sweet. It's not like, it's not too hoppy like an IPA. I am
0: not an IPA fan. And oh, that's the shit part oh. about living in LA. You, the million IPAs fucking, is everywhere. Million fucking L- IPAs, maybe one sour. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you're lucky to get it. Right. It's rough. It's rough. If you ever make it to Denver, okay. there's a place called Truve. Okay. It is a metal-themed fucking microbrewery that specializes in sours.
1: Okay. How do you spell that?
0: T-R-V-E. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Trove. Because I subscribe to this service. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Tavor. <laughs>
2: this
1: is not an advertisement. I just genuinely love this service. It's T-A-V-O-U-R. And it's like a monthly beer crate. So, what they do is they partner up with microbreweries all around. Is that it? okay?
2: Yeah. They Didn't mean to interrupt. You.
1: No, you're fine. They partner up with breweries all around the country, and they have every type of beer imaginable. Imaginable. They've got sours. They've got gozes. They've got barley wine. They've got IPAs. They've got double IPAs. They've got stouts. Like, they've got you know, pale, I mean, uh, like Pilsners, anything, but they're it's like a limited edition. I'm also a sneaker head. So I'm very into like anything limited edition, like give it to me. I need it now. So they do a lot of limited edition beers where, um, so like every single day they come out with like four or five new beers that you can order and have shipped to your house. So what you do is you get a 30 day window and you just like, pick the beers you want like daily and put them in this crate and then they ship them to your house. And then you're like stocked up. It's a really great, it's a really great service. I've learned about so many different breweries. Like I literally like, like I found out about breweries from this service that like when I go to that city, like I'm like, Oh, I got to check out that brewery. Like there's a really good brewery in like Texas that i really like and there's a brewery out in new york that i really like so i'm like okay mental note i gotta hit up that brewery see what it's all about when i go out there
0: see i hate limited edition alcohol i hate really well because i want to consume it right and it's like but i can't mm,
1: eh. you don't want to yeah
0: it's just like i'm a-okay with limited edition stuff if it's shit that is I, not like sneakers fine yeah they're not gonna go bad on me they're
1: right not... fair 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 fair
0: bottle of wla special reserve over there i've had that bottle for six to eight months already because they're fucking hard to find yeah buffalo trace only puts them out on fucking consignment so i only yeah like i had a handle i bought in texas a year ago that i only killed like a month and a half two months ago uh-huh because it's just like i i know i can't get this i it's only for special occasions and like right so when you get into like limited edition out like beer and stuff like this like but i know i have to consume this especially with beer it will go bad it will skunk it will yeah but it's limited edition
1: right uh, no i get it i don't know i think it's fun i'm no, like a, i'm not i'm not, not. I'm like a collector i don't know why i like i'm
0: food. not I'm, I'm i'm not here to shut on your fun don't,
1: okay don't shun my fun uh, maybe yuck my yum
0: maybe not on this one like um, maybe on other things maybe on other things but not 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 on your consumption of alcohol i'm not gonna You know, talk shit about your right. I'm just saying for me, it's it's a hard purchase because it's just like even if I was fucking fabulously wealthy, I couldn't bring myself to be like, oh, I'm gonna spend thousands of dollars on a bottle of Louis the Sixteenth or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. Like it's overrated anyway. This is meant to be consumed. Like on on the flip side, I have no problem spending a lot of money on a bougie meal. Mm -hmm. But with a bougie meal, that is an experience. Yeah. That that's part of it. Like I will happily...
1: When you're, like, out at the restaurant and they're serving you. Right. Like, yep. There's, like, an ambiance.
0: There's a whole thing. Like, one yep. one of the meals that, like, sticks out in my head years and years ago, when I didn't have a ton of money, me and some friends went out to Vegas because I won a fucking timeshare visit. Yeah. For fucking... In Vegas. Yeah. Like, three of us piled into a hotel room at the Sahara that was comped. Awesome. And we ended up at um, Emerald Lagasse Steakhouse in the Venetian. Okay. And that meal was just phenomenal. Like, yeah. There was a whole group of us, like 10 of us, just some other friends were in town, like with three servers to the table. They're making our salads at the fucking table. Like the steak was phenomenal. Like every like from start to finish, that was a fantastic meal. Mm. I felt zero qualms about the hundreds of dollars that I right. pro- probably couldn't really afford yeah. on that dinner. Yeah. But if you're like. Oh, I'm gonna give you that quality of steak at home and you're gonna pay that price, sit at home and eat it.
1: I'm mm.
0: like, nah, fuck off.
1: Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that.
0: It's like one of those other things like, I'll go to Bar Jackalope downtown. Okay. You ever been? No. So it, you've been, ever been to Seven Grand?
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: So Jackalope is the speakeasy in the back of it. Okay, okay. All they serve is whiskey and cigars. Ooh. Like not right even whiskey. Not even whiskey cocktails, just whiskey. Yeah. Like it's the bartenders act much more like sommeliers that come sit at your table with you for a second. Like, what kind of whiskey do you normally drink? Yeah. Uh, let me recommend a flight of this. Oh, cool. It's only 15 seats. Okay. Like it's kind of hard to get in sometimes. Okay. For you know, a bottle. You'll often pay what you would get a bottle for if you could get the get the bottle because they have a bunch of rare shit uh uh-huh. For a poor. Yeah. And I'll happily do it. Yeah. For the ambiance, the experience of it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But if you turn around and like, hey, pay those prices for that same alcohol to consume at home, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. Even if I was just like rolling in the fucking money, I'd be like, no, fuck off.
1: Right. I get that. There's there's a really, I don't know if it's still there. Nick's martini bar in Beverly Hills. Never been. They had, I'm gonna look up if it's still there they it's very cool it's like a martini lounge they have live jazz music keep telling me but they also it's a vodka base because it's a martini bar it's a vodka base bar okay they have,
0: i didn't know if it'd be gin or
1: oh yeah well mo- some gym mostly vodka but they have this walk-in f- like freezer that you can go into and the temperature and the humidity is set like perfectly right for the vodka So literally you do like a flight of – like you sip on them and literally because of the temperature and the humidity that it's kept at, you don't taste anything.
0: Well, and that's what it should be with good vodka. Yes. This is a neutral fucking spirit. Yes. If you're tasting your vodka – like that's why I hate the fucking trend of flavored vodkas. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to taste – The
1: cookie vodka and pink lemonade vodka. No, motherfucker.
0: Make a cocktail. Right. Use real fruit juice and make a fucking cocktail and don't get a million grams of fucking sugar.
1: Right. I mean, I will not I cannot hate on the UV blue with a little bit of lemonade. That is what I drank growing growing up.
0: Well, we all made pork I drank Jack and Coke's like they were going out of style when I was like I'd walk into exit and they'd just make a Jack and Coke for me.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I was all about I was all about UV blue and lemonade or um Cherry flavored vodka with sweet and sour mix or sour mix and a little bit of Sprite. Those were my those were my first forays into drinking when right. I was younger.
0: But you, you grew but, up and you,
1: but now I'm like eh.
0: Yeah, you taste mature. You realize like, oh, I was a kid, I didn't know any fucking better. Exactly. It's one of those things where like I'm not bougie about much in life. I am bougie about my meals. Yes. I'm a little bougie about my alcohol. Mm-hmm not much else. Like yeah, my travel, I, I do get a little bougie about my travel sometimes, yeah. but not much else in life. And it's just like, cause those are about the experiences. Like the-
1: totally. Yeah. I will spend so much money on experiences more so than things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like a good sneaker. I do like a good luxury handbag, but you know, like most of my money goes to experiences.
0: Well, and as it should be, I, the couple of years where, like, I was traveling full-time, I was essentially living out of a suitcase. Hell, my stuff went in storage for a year and a half. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I really do not need as much shit as I buy.
1: Right. That's how I feel every time I have to move. I'm like, God,
0: what am I doing with myself? Oh, when I moved from Vegas to LA, I I shed like, a bunch of my shit is at a friend's place in Vegas. So, like, do you want all these books? Like, they really just take up fucking bookshelf space. I haven't actually read any of these in years. Do you want my books? He's like, And as much as that sounds vapid as hell, it's like, no, the books I want to read are I have digitally.
1: No, I have a storage unit right now because um, when I – so during pandemic, because I didn't renew my lease because I was planning on moving to Vegas, I ended up moving back in. I moved back in with my parents for a a small period of time, and then my brother, who had just bought a house, had a spare bedroom, so I moved in with him. So I put, like – Most of my stuff in storage, and I was basically living out of my suitcase for, well, because I was doing two weeks here, two weeks there, two weeks here, two weeks there for work. And then I finally got my own apartment. But because of work schedule, I didn't, like, usually before I move, I like to purge, like, get rid of stuff that I don't need, get rid of stuff I don't use. Didn't have time to do that this time. So I am just now, like, I moved into my apartment about a year ago. But I am just now finally, like, going through everything and, like, purging. Like, I just have a storage unit full of stuff that has to either go to Goodwill or on Poshmark or, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy how we accumulate so much stuff.
0: I, unless you want the tax write-off, sell that shit to your fans. Don't fucking put right. it at Goodwill.
1: Right. Well, it's like, I mean, it's like some stuff I'll throw to Goodwill, but... For the most part. I'll sell you know. I do like a lot of my like a lot of my outfits from scenes. I've got like I've got three sections. I've got stuff to sell to fans, stuff to sell on Poshmark, like just like sweaters and dresses, and then I've got like a goodwill.
0: Yeah, but the thing about it is the fans will buy the mundane shit too.
1: Will they? Oh yeah. Okay. See, I I don't know. I'm new. I'm newish.
0: Like it touched. It touched you. They'll buy it. Oh yeah, I used a spatula and made some eggs this one time. Right?
1: Like, like here's a Polaroid of me with a spatula. Buy it.
0: Right? Yeah. They'll they buy it.
1: Okay. Okay, I believe you. I'll try it. I'll I try mean, it.
0: it out. Probably. It probably won't move as fast as your panty, brown penny set, but I'm sure it'll still move. Right. There's some diehard out there who's like, "Oh my god, she made eggs with this once." Jordan's saliva might be on.
1: Right. Ah, right. Ah. Uh...
0: Yeah, that lust makes some motherfuckers do some weird shit.
1: Mm -hmm. Once again,
0: dudes, you are not in love with her, right? You don't know her.
1: It's lust, you guys. It's lust, which I'm okay with too.
0: Well, you have to be.
1: Have to be, you know.
0: Hell, lust is a lot more fun than love at times. Absolutely. There are plenty of times where it's just like, oh man, being in lust with you, great. Being in love with you, oh, that's a giant headache.
1: That's painful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I am also a horrible honeymooner. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm good for the honeymoon phase. I'm I'm a great boyfriend for the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, I've been single a very long time and like mm-hmm. I'm very set in my ways. So it's just like, oh, yeah, I have to actually be accountable to someone. Right. That that gets difficult at times. And totally. I, I admit it. I'm like, oh, I should have checked in with you, babe, before I go do X, Y, or Z. Right. My bad.
1: Right better to ask forgiveness than permission sometimes
0: well it's not even i'm doing anything out of school it's just right like, oh i didn't think to check in with you because i'm gonna just go to the bar or i'm just gonna sit here and work all night and like why? you know they're in their head like why hasn't he called me is you know like, yeah no i'm bit i'm busy i'm sorry Wait, it's
1: tough it's tough to find a balance between like being clingy and being like secure i don't know
0: it is you it know
1: absolutely yeah. And then, you know, a big thing right now that I've been reading about is attachment theory. Like, some people have anxious attachments, some people have secure attachments. And it all it all of course, as with all things in psychology and therapy, it goes back to how you were raised as a child.
0: So what are the differences so, between the two? Because I'm not familiar.
1: Um I'm just gonna pull I'm gonna pull
0: it up. There, oh, we're I gonna go to the experts.
1: I think there are four different attachment styles there's a whole book you can take a quiz online it'll tell you what your attachment style is there's like avoidant disorganized anxious and secure those are like the the main the main four attachment styles you know if you have an avoidant attachment style you probably had parents who were strict and emotionally distant if you have, like, a disorganized attachment style, you were probably raised with, like, very inconsistent... Inconsistent... Um, interactions? Like, interactions, yes. Um, if you're anxious you know you have low self esteem you have fear of abandonment like maybe you know maybe you come from like a single home fa- i don't know and then um secure attachment which is like the most healthy obviously which very few people are lucky enough but but yeah people with secure attachments are like just content and confident and stuff like that but so attachment styles are a big thing i've been learning about
0: so i, I feel like i probably bounce between like Without it diving into it further, probably somewhere between anxious and chaotic. Okay, yeah. Disorganized, yeah. 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 It's just like, well, sometimes I'm super attentive and I'm a great boyfriend. Right. Other times I'm just like, MIA.
1: Right. Totally.
0: (laughs) And But then I also like, if things change off status quo, I start getting in my own head about shit.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Like, I I definitely had a girlfriend where like, at the beginning of the relationship, we talked every fucking day. Like, Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time. And like, it honestly kind of annoyed me at times. Like, just like. Right. Girl, you were talking about a shit.
1: Right. She probably had an anxious attachment style.
0: Oh, she definitely did. Yeah. She definitely did. And I put up with it because she was hot and, you
1: know. You know, as you do when you're younger. Yeah.
0: And then it's like, oh, as things started to get sour sour in the relationship, she's, you know, there was less communication. And then I started to freak out.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, uh, wait a minute, what, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, 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 fuck. Right. Like, changes in status quo were like, It's like if we only come together once every two weeks and it's that's how it is, I'm okay with that. But when it's like anything changes, this gets a little. uh. Uh
1: Uh-huh. How about with you? What's my attachment style? Yeah, you will. I feel like I have an anxious attachment style. I like my, you know, the love languages. You've heard about the like. My love languages are like words of affirmation. Like the way, like I need to be complimented constantly, or like you know, just reassured const, like not constantly, but more often than not, right? Um. So I feel like that kind of bleeds into my anxious attachment style. Like, oh, does this person really like me? Like, do they not like me? Like, what's going on? Is do you
0: think that's from like? choice of profession or growing up or both or
1: maybe a little bit of both a little bit of both honestly because i mean like obviously being in this profession it's really really difficult to find a part i mean find a partner it's a
0: lonely place like
1: it can be lonely absolutely
0: i 100% like that's like that girl that i hooked up with years ago who was talking about starting only fans i'm like it's part of the reason i was like you need to really think this over
1: right Right.
0: It can be a really fucking lonely place. Absolutely. Everyone may want to fuck you. Right. Not everyone wants to actually spend time with you.
1: Right. Everyone wants, like, the sexual, like, people want a sexual relationship with you, but not necessarily a romantic relationship, which is really, it's it's really difficult. I'm on a couple dating apps. I'm on Hinge, and I'm on Raya.
0: Have you been kicked off any of them?
1: I'm banned from Tinder, and I'm banned from Bumble because people were reporting my pictures as catfish because they recognized me from porn, and I was, just like, like no, it's really me. Like it's it's me. It's you like gotta like hold
0: up today's newspaper. Like right. I am Jordan Max. <laughs> today's newspaper.
1: Right. I'm like no, it's really me. It's not a fake. But you know whatever. It's probably for the best that I'm not on Tinder because I heard Tinder's just a dumpster fire. But I do like I like Hinge and I do like Raya. Raya's I like Raya a lot.
0: Well, I, I wonder why. <laughs>
1: You know, it's that, like, elite exclusive club. Right, right. No, um, but no. I am
0: not getting on Raya, so.
1: No, I've met some really cool people on Raya. I have had, like, a few, nothing serious. But, you know, I've gone out on dates. I'm actually going out on a date with a guy I met on Raya after we're done here. So, you know, we're going to go get some, like, late night dinner and some Uh, drinks. I like Raya just because it's, like, it's a lot of people in the entertainment business. So they kind of understand even if they don't fully understand. It's easier to kind of convince them or change their mind or just explain things to them.
0: Yes and no. I Really? I've watched a lot cuz as much as people are fucking in entertainment, there's a lot of big egos and a lot of like True. There's a lot of like, "Oh, whoa whoa. whoa. My girl's not going to go fuck somebody else."
1: Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: They're all about you being a sex worker until it's time for you to go back to work. Right. Like, look at the status symbol of, like, oh, my God, this girl that all these dudes fap to is with me. And then, oh, she has to go still make content. Right. Uh fuck.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's very tricky. It's very tricky. I mean, but it's those, a good time.
0: Those dudes exist. And, like, hell, you're just dating. Who cares?
1: Right. I'm not looking for anything serious right now. I'm kind of, you know, like I said, I'm like living in Minnesota right now, moving to Vegas next year. Like, I'm not really in a place to get into like a serious relationship, but it is always nice to have like a partner. It's always, especially during these cold winter months, it's nice to have someone to cuddle with.
0: It's nice to have someone buy dinner.
1: Just, yeah, absolutely. Just someone to like kind of share things with. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah.
0: Absolutely, nothing wrong with that. Like every relationship starts somewhere. Like. Just because it starts off casually doesn't mean it doesn't get serious so, exactly. at some point, And if it doesn't become serious, it's like, well, we had fun together.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: The motherfuckers are like, oh, I only date to marry. Like, the fuck's wrong with you?
1: Right. It's so bizarre to me. I, right. Like, yeah, I don't get it.
0: I don't get it at all either. It's all like, but what if it doesn't work out? Or there's just so many variables that go into all of this. So like, mm-hmm. why would you just, just play it by ear, man? Like, see where it goes. Right. Just have fun just with have it. Just
1: have fun have fucking fun that's where i'm at right now i just want to have fun with people i just want to have experiences with people
0: there's nothing wrong with that right that's what life really should be about
1: right like i'm currently seeing someone very casually who's in the entertainment business and you know we see each other probably every other month for three to five days at a time he's super supportive of what i do um but neither of us are at a place in our lives where we can really commit fully to each other. And that's okay cuz we're having a good time with what we're doing. And exactly. we are both we are both accepting of that. Like we both see the the bigger picture of what it is versus like it's not like one sided.
0: Right, and that's where it becomes a problem is if it is one sided where yes. one certain person's like, Oh, I'm cool with this. And in the back of their head, like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with this at all. Right. I'm just, I'm telling them I'm cool. Cause I don't want them to leave me. I, I have abandonment issues. Uh, right.
1: Uh, totally. No,
0: like that's why I tell people like when they were like, Oh, I want to date performers, Like you really need to examine if you want to date a performer. Like if you want to date a sex worker, like, you need to really fucking think about what you're doing because you're playing with someone else's fucking emotions.
1: Exactly. You
0: know, if you're not up for this, don't do it.
1: Right. You really, yeah, you got to think long and hard about it.
0: Yeah, like your partner is going to have sex with other people.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: If that is a problem for you in any way, shape, or form, right? don't do it. Right. Really that simple.
1: Right. I've told, so. like, it's very hard for me to date back in Minnesota. Like my, I can only imagine. Oh, God. They don't get it at all. They don't get it at all. It's really upsetting. I've, like, given up on dating in Minnesota. I just focus on me. I focus on my foster kittens, you know, my friends. I try to find fulfillment and wholeness in myself versus another person.
0: Well, you shouldn't be looking for fulfillment right. another person anyway. It's right. Like nobody should... If you're looking for someone to complete you, you have fucked up. Yeah. Everyone should be an awesome plus one, not... Totally.
1: Totally. You should be like two whole beings who come together to make life better for the other person. Right.
0: Create better experiences but- for the other one, but that's it.
1: But that's it. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. That's I feel that- you.
0: The idea of like, she completes me. Like, the fuck, bro?
1: Right. That's or, a problem. That's a red flag. Yeah.
0: Weren't weren't you a person before this person entered your fucking life? Right. Or has this just been a gaping hole in you this whole time? <laughs> I didn't see no gaping hole. Like Right.
1: Right. Fuck. Exactly.
0: I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I've just been single too long. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't. yeah. We're very cynical. We've been single for so long. We're very cynical,
0: but that's okay. No, that's how it should be. Yeah. Like, People that are running in, like, blind puppy dog eyes, like, you're just, there's a reason that the divorce rate's over fucking 50%. Oh, yeah. Because all these people are like, oh, I love them. I gotta, like, pump the brakes, bro. Do you really need the, the government to incorporate your fucking love right now? No. You can just be in the moment, enjoy this person. And if you feel that like this is the move down the road, do it. Totally. But you don't have to, like, rush into that shit. That's crazy. Absolutely. Like, would you rush into getting into business with someone that you just met, like, fucking three weeks ago?
1: I. Some people do. I wouldn't. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Some people make a lot of mistakes in life.
1: Yeah. It never works.
0: Some people, like, you know, do all sorts of shit that is just like, what are you thinking right now? Right. Especially with love and marriage. Like, you can still be with the person. You can be in love with them. You don't have to fucking... Complicate your fucking life by getting that piece of paper.
1: Totally. Because
0: if you're not married, you can just be like, good game, have a good life. Good game. I don't even know if, like, I would get, like, even on the same lease with somebody, like, in the first year. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Could you imagine, like, moving in with someone? Like, oh, we love each other, like, six months later, Like, oh, this person's a horrible fucking slob. You I know, can't fucking live with them.
1: I went through that, actually. So, So I met someone in january 2020 right before COVID hit he knew i was a sex worker he knew i was a stripper he knew i was a cam girl he knew i was doing phone sex operator stuff he all he knew all this he was totally fine with it um so we met in january we moved in together in august because we had it's been it was quarantine we were already spending like every live you know whatever
0: you into his place or him into yours?
1: We found a place together. Oh, boy. So, we were both on the lease. Okay. So, it wasn't like, yeah. At
0: least that, there wasn't that power dynamic.
1: Exactly. Um, we paid 50-50. It was, you know, whatever. And then September, I started doing porn. He was totally cool with it. Totally, totally, like, supportive. And then one day in December of 2020, I get a phone call. I am in Miami. I am on a shoot. And he's like, Hey. Just want to let you know you're on the front page of Pornhub today. I was stoked. I was like, that's awesome. Thanks, babe. Like, thanks for letting me know. That's so cool. I'm going to check it out. Like, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's awesome for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we can talk about it when you get home. And I was like, okay. And I was like, so I get home and I'm like, so what's up with the whole Pornhub thing? And he's like, he's like, you know, I was like really cool with you doing it at first, but like, I'm not cool with seeing it. I'm like, cool, then stay off Pornhub. Like pay for your porn. Subscribe to some girls, OnlyFans who aren't me. If you want to get off when I'm out of town, I'm fine with that. But you're literally looking for a fight right now. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, Yeah. And that means he obviously wasn't cool with it
1: in the first place.
0: In the first place. Because yeah. what? You want, you, he wants to date an unsuccessful porn star?
1: Right. Made I, no sense. Made no sense.
0: I don't know. I want to support my partner's career. Right. Like, this isn't your hobby. Mm-mm. This isn't, you know, though this right now is fun. This isn't for funsies. Right. You're not coming over here and dealing with coming down, fighting traffic to Hollywood just for the funsies of it, right? Like, oh no, you're here to promote and do work. Like, yeah, like, why? That 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 is just a mind boggling. Like,
1: yeah, it really threw me for a loop. It really, I felt like it came out of nowhere. I was like, how long have you felt this way? He's like a couple months. I'm like, and it just has built up. Why didn't you tell me earlier? We could have, like, I literally started porn three months ago, and you've been feeling this way for two months. Like, what?
0: But would you have stopped if he had told you that at, like, two months in?
1: Here's the thing. Because I have this plan for post-porn, he and I had spoken about that. And we kind of had a deal... Because we moved into this apartment that was a little bit out of our budget, but it had everything we wanted that we were looking for. So we made a deal. Like, because it was quarantine, like, money and, like, jobs were very up in the air. Like, you could get laid off at any minute. You could get furloughed at any minute. So when we signed the lease, it was like, okay, so if one of us loses our job, does the other person make enough money to support both of us temporarily? And we were both like, yeah. And so what kind of threw me for a loop was how quickly he wanted to break up versus honor that sort of original agreement. Whereas like, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job. Like I'm going to quit doing porn and look for another job, but you're going to need to support me in the meantime. And he wasn't willing to do that.
0: So what you're saying is he wanted to be a suitcase pimp if it came to it.
1: Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like, he just didn't want to. Yeah, and that that was kind of a turn off too, because I was like, I was like, yo, like I want to like, I want to open up this cat rescue cafe. Like, give me, you know, give me a couple months just to like focus, do research, you know,
0: blah blah blah. I mean, what it sounds like to me is us. I think he was just emotionally immature. Well, definitely, but it sounds like a switch flipped in his head where he's just like, oh. I can't do this. Yeah. I'm out. Like, Right. He he probably was just like, I'll try to, I I gotta be a man. I gotta tough it out. And so he's just like, I can't tough it out.
1: Right. Right. I feel that. Again, communication is key. You gotta communicate with your partner. Yeah.
0: But that would have been really shitty of him to be like, oh, hey, I told you I was cool with this, but I'm not. I mean, I know it wouldn't have been like an intentional cruelty on his part. Right. You know, but it still sucks. And that's why anyone who gets involved with a performer, you really, really got to fucking think about it and really self-examine. Be self-aware that like, hey, is this for me? Is this actually for me? Right. Am I going to be able to put up with my partner coming home with fucking tears?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Or not necessarily being in the mood because they've just had a rough day on fucking set. Are you going to be okay with that? Right. If you're not, don't do it. Really that easy. Don't do it.
1: Absolutely. Think about it. And then think about it again.
0: And then really think about
1: it. And then really think about it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Think about all the things that go into it. Like things that you wouldn't even possibly imagine. Like, hey, are you going to be, where are you going to be if your partner gets a stalker? Right. How are you going to react to that?
1: Right. How are you going to support them? Right. Yeah.
0: How are you going to be when dudes are showering them with gifts and money? Right. Is that going to hurt your fucking ego? It's not just the sex.
1: There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot.
0: And then you got to toe the line of like being your own person and not falling into being a fucking suitcase pimp. Right. Because, yeah, that's gross too. Uh-huh. I've seen enough of those over the years. they like, babe, I want this thing. Can you put it on your wish list and get your fans to buy it for me?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I get that.
0: And like it works not being a suitcase, bin, but like, you know, making it a family business is another thing. Like if mm. you're you know, your partners like, oh, hey, I'll shoot content for you. I'll do you know, I will put labor into your business. Yeah, that's one thing. Right. But it's another thing to be like, oh, I, I play Xbox while she gets railed.
1: Right. Right. It's, so it's a whole to do. Yeah. You got to really think about it before you jump in on all accounts yeah. on everybody's side.
0: Well and that's part of the problem is like I feel a lot of performers are because they're lonely and kinda of starved for someone who's like, Oh shit, this dude gets it. Yeah. On the surface and fucking jump in both feet because yeah they've been starved for anyone who, you know, sees them as a fucking person. Totally. And it's like, Oh fuck, this 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 was not good. Yeah. Well, wait for us to kind of end it on a downer. I'm going to actually call last call. Sorry
1: about that. Last call, huh?
0: Yeah. Get you out to your dinner. Yeah. Jordan, where can they find you on the things?
1: I am on Twitter. The Jordan Max. T-H-E-J-O-R-D-A-N-M-A-X-X. I am on Instagram. The Jordan Maxed Out. Because I have had five Instagram accounts that keep getting deleted. And I'm running out of usernames. T-H-E-J-O-R-D-A-N-M-A-X-X-E-D-O-U-T. I'm also, you can find me on OnlyFans. Just go to jordanmax.com and it'll link you. It'll go directly to my OnlyFans. And um, one of my favorite platforms is Sext Panther. So I love sexting, love like video chatting, love phone calls. So find me on Sext Panther as well.
0: And find her on Raya if you're on there.
1: Yeah. And if you're on Raya, shoot, you know, send me a super like, super DM me, match me. It'll be a fun time.
0: Shoot your shot. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer for the gaming content. You can find the uncensored version and the back catalog of the video episodes at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. And you can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, Drink up, motherfuckers.